Welcome to the 34th episode of the Triple Takeover Toycast, where we're as partial to a bit of robot-related banter as we are to the occasional tangent on baked breakfast treats, it seems. That's not to say that we don't adhere to the subject at hand when the situation calls, but we're not ones to get too stuck up about it either. Speaking of which, if tonight's topic has me feeling like I'm stuck in the middle with you, then that implies that I got clowns to the left of me and jokers to the right, which is of course the perfect segue to introduce my two co-hosts. First up, we have the man who has written more articles about unconventional stickering practices than anyone else who lives just south of the Arctic Circle. He's definitely too old for this sheet. It's Maz from Transformers Square One. Yes, to all of it. <laughs> Yeah. Then what else can you say? Yeah, can't deny. Next, we have a chap who some may say is a bit tacky, even rather clingy on occasion, but there's little doubt he's secretly <laughs> the glue that holds us all together. It's Liam from Toybox Soapbox. I'm still wondering how to take all of that, but I can't argue with any of it. <laughs> My name is Sixo, but more on that later, as yes, it's true, I'm so happy to be stuck with you. What's shaking, lads? That was brilliant. Very nice. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. Out of practice, he said. Rusty, he said. I did say that, didn't I? I did say yeah, I'm a little bit of out, out of practice with the old, uh, not just the old intros, the old podcasting in general. It's been a couple of weeks, hasn't it? Yeah, you got yourself out of a sticky situation there. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was nearly in there. Sticky situation yeah. was... Uh, he nearly came unstuck. No. Right, exactly. There <laughs> yeah. we go. It's all coming out now. Yeah. yeah, but it's been busy times. I've moved house since we last recorded. You're up north now, aren't you? No, mate, no, Midlands. Midlands. <laughs> Midlands, represent. It's the jammy, the jammy dodger. Doesn't get any more north than me anyway, unless you're in Svalbard or something. <laughs> to, you, to you, it's like if you go north of the North Circular, you're north, aren't you? That's just yeah. like, that's, that's north speaking of England. Of, speaking of jammy dodgers, Liam, what did you have for breakfast today? <laughs> uh, well, I, I didn't eat it all. I just had a tube of Pringles. They were very nice. What flavour? For breakfast. Yeah, it was, I was trying to pick some up this morning and I was running out of like time, so I just grabbed what was on the side and it was a tube of Pringles. Were they all butter Pringles? <laughs> <laughs> no, they were cheese and chilli. They're like new ones. I saw them in Wilco's the other day on offer and I was sucking in. Cheese and chilli Pringles for breakfast, yeah. man. My God. Sizzling. Sizzling. Uh, uh, yeah, I bet you were. Some people eat cheese for breakfast, don't they? Yeah. Yes. I even have okay. Tabasco sometimes with breakfast, you know, with eggs or avocado. So Tabasco? Yes. Like nor- normal yeah. breakfast foods. Green Tabasco, yeah. I've discovered green Tabasco and it's made a lot of foods that I wouldn't eat edible and it's actually sold out here in Iceland. Like, I cannot find green Tabasco anywhere. So it melts all the ice? Is that- <laughs> it's <laughs> because everyone's it. into it. <laughs> it's, it's a health hazard. <laughs> <laughs> they stop you if you fly in. They, they frisk your bags and things and make sure you can't bring it in. You know when that volcano was going off? No, I didn't notice. Are you sure it wasn't just a bottle of Tabasco sauce I would have opened? <laughs> I would have actually made it to the volcano if that was the case. I would have been there with my eggs going, hey. <laughs> Just trickling down the street. <laughs> no, look, it was you we were ridiculing for your breakfast. Don't turn this around and make it about me and my Tabasco obsession now, all right? You're the one mixing avocados, eggs and Tabasco there. Right? I don't what, mix them that? together. <laughs> eggs with Tabasco, avocado with Tabasco, maybe cheese with Tabasco. This sounds like the kind of meal some sort of boxer puts in a blender and next, you know, that sort of... <laughs> Well, if it makes you feel any better, I've had at least a couple of people quibbling my knowledge of uh, croissant making over the last couple of weeks since the episode last episode went live. Uh, evidently, my use of the word literally was taken a bit 
literally when I said they were literally made of butter. Well, that just shows we need to script the whole episode now. Right, exactly. It's one of those it. things where you say something in the moment and, uh, and you know, obviously I am a bit liberal with the use of the word literal, like a, like a lot of people are in conversation. Uh, but it's one of those, isn't it? It's where like you, you sort of forget that you're not just sat in the pub sometimes and that actually some of this conversation is going to be played back for people to kind of dissect in my new detail or whatever. So old fake news six over there i'm still not buying exactly, into this yeah. idea that's that's my new thing i just go around uh spreading lies about breakfast goods not spreading butter on croissants well certainly not that mate. <laughs> or butter on butter <laughs> they are not literally but predominantly made of butter so there you go to clarify i can't believe it's not butter you know no, it's. I can't believe it is. I butter. can't believe it is butter. still got it, obviously. Anyway, how uh, how are you both been? How how are you, Liam? Good. I've missed you guys, man. Like you know, it feels like ages since we've done this, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. Uh, have you uh, erected anything in your garden of late? Oh, yeah, I've got the old old uh, seven hundred liters of water out there. Yeah, my little uh, hot tub after doing up my garden, rewired the lights and. Now I get to live there as, you know, like some sort of fancy Dan in his little hot tub. Wait, does Dan have a hot tub? <laughs> Dan, yeah. Fancy Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine him outside with his cold barbecue in a hot tub at the same time. I can actually <laughs> picture that, yeah. I can totally picture that. Probably worth saying that we're slightly late to recording this one, aren't we? Because you've been busy in the old hot tub. Oh, yeah. I'm falling asleep. From- <laughs> yeah, he didn't get the time machine function working. So we are actually late with this episode as a result. Right, exactly. So, need to get that that function going. Has anyone repurchased any more toys since the last episode, by the way? Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't think so. No, I've been too busy. No? Just me then. <laughs> okay. Ooh, what have you repurchased? Is, is it more Diaclone? Yeah, it was. I had I got my Battle Buffalo through this week, and it was momentous. I, was like, I can't believe I ever sold it. It's one of those when, when you do get it back, you just think... Why did I ever think it was a good idea to live without this in my life? Yeah. I just can't understand. And I've actually, I've rejoined the Diaclone thread on the TFW 2005 forums. There's a lot of hardcore Diaclone uh, fans and collectors, way more than at the start of the hobby. Like, I thought I was hardcore when we started. I can't compare to these folks. There was one chap who was telling me he'd ordered six of the latest pre-order. And that's just what he does. Right. You know, yeah. Um Six. And a lot of those guys don't really rate uh, Battle Buffalo. I feel like one of the few people who are still chiming on about how amazing this figure is. And I think it's because um, there's a lot of Transformers in me still. And I view these as sentient characters, maybe individual robots, whereas they're looking entirely at the in- interconnectivity and stuff. But I've got to say, man, Battle Buffalo, it wasn't just some rose-tinted look at the past. Got this thing in hand and it still blew me away completely. Masterpiece. Uh- I've got to say, I'm I'm there with you, man, because, I, I mean, you know, I've said to you, I think, before that it was a favourite of mine, Battle Buffalo, and your pictures that you've taken are incredible, by the way. I think yeah. I did say as much on, um, on Twitter. You did, and I'm very grateful. Thank you very much. No, absolutely stunning. I was blown away by them. And, and if anything, it just confirmed for me how much I need that toy again yes. in my life. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was in, you know, straight away, it was like zing, you know, and uh, and probably the white version as well, even though that might never happen. But uh, That's really tough now. Yeah, really yeah incredible. Absolutely incredible. Old old mozzarella. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, your uh, photos really sell those toys. And there we go. That's a proof of it in action there with six Right, of <laughs> exactly. That's very kind of They don't usually do well on social, the Diaclone photos that I take. I, I do often put a lot of work into them, but they, they never sort of approach the figures of, like, if you just snap a picture of the latest Hasbro thing on my windowsill, that'll do 200 likes easy. But 
a studio diaclone photo with loads of work, 40, 50 maybe. It definitely depends what you're shooting, for sure. Yeah. If you're shooting current Hasbro generation stuff, tons of likes. If you're, mm, you know, like so. whatever the hottest thing is. Uh, but yeah, Diaclone is, is a bit more on the periphery, isn't it? For sure. So, Well, before we get into the topic at large, we should mention that we are sponsored tonight, as ever, by the wonderful tfsource.com. Do check them out for all your Transformers and third-party and Diaclone needs. Did we, did we actually tell them what the topic was? No, I don't think we have yet. I, I made some what this vague references to it in the intro <laughs> about getting stuck and stuff like that. But right. they'll have seen the episode, aren't they? They'll have seen the title. It's about breakfast. Right. <laughs> Breakfast, what's, what's Liam? That's the whole topic. No, they'll, they'll have seen it. They know. They know the score by now. Uh, but yeah, it's about stickering. We'll get to that in a minute. Mm. But yes, we are sponsored by tfsource.com. Do check them out. We'll do a longer segment on them in the middle of the pod. And we've also got a Patreon, don't we, Maz? Yes. Patreon.com forward slash triple takeover. We have currently four tiers, which will soon extend. But you can get benefits such as access to episodes early, even though this one isn't early but you'll still get it earlier than everyone else. Uh, you can get the chance to submit a question that we will answer on the pod. You can vote in episode polls to have an influence on what topics we cover in future episodes. And the greatest perk at the moment is being able to commission a mini-sode topic where we will do an exclusive Patreon-only episode, usually between 20 to 40 minutes, sometimes an hour, on the subject that you've selected from the list that we've provided. But if your subject's really good... We'll do it anyway. And incidentally, today's episode was originally a Patreon request from Cracktastic Plastic. Uh, we just took one look at it and thought, no, that needs to be a full episode. So that's how we've ended up doing stickering as a full episode today. So that's actually quite a good influence. You've managed to influence a whole episode, not just a mini-sode. But then we've asked him to provide a mini-sode topic as well. So those are our benefits. And uh, we think it's fantastic value. And we'll give a shout out to our Six O's Butlers patrons, our top tier patrons, a little bit later in the show. It's not the first time, is it, that a mini-sode has become an episode? I think Black Convoy Correct. started as a as a mini-sode as well, didn't it? And we would yep. we even sat down to record it, as I recall, and after about twenty five minutes of discussing it, pre, pre <laughs> that should have been the mini-sode. Yeah, we were like, how are we going to make this work in, you know, 30 minutes or whatever? Oh, we're not. Okay, we're going to have to do a full episode. Uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah, that probably would have been fun to record. I think so. And as we're talking about stickers, if people like decals and nice little graphics, you can go and check out our Rebel store where you can get aprons, mugs, the iconic triple takeover tights, all sorts of cool stuff emblazoned with our logo and lots of lovely designs. And you can find that at rebelbook.com forward slash people forward slash triple takeover forward slash explore. 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 Every time he says that, I think that. Every I know, time. I do the same. Literally I have to stop myself time. from saying it. That's why I, I mathed it in the background there. As yeah, I, did it. <laughs> I just said literally again. I'm just conscious of it now. Literally. Fake news six hour strikes again. They'll be coming here. What will he say next? Just call him All Butter Sixo from now on. All yeah. Butter Sixo. Yes. Yeah, ABS. Yeah, breadsticks. <laughs> Not made of bread. That's what he's going to come out with next. <laughs> Not made of bread, Sixo. <laughs> Indeed. Well, yeah, we are here to talk about stickering tonight. That is the topic, by the way. It's not Liam's breakfast, in case you were wondering what you'd signed on for. That, that's another Patreon exclusive. Oi, Liam, Liam, <laughs> you, you know mince pies don't have any mincemeat in them, right? Oh, man. Oh. 
I discovered that because I did. Oh my god! Okay, I'm going to tell the story quickly before god, we start. God. What have I done? Here we go. Okay, so what have you done? You know me. I'm a vegetarian, so for decades and decades, I avoided mince pies under the assumption that they had mince meat in. For decades, it wasn't until oh, I met man. Emily, where she like age twenty something, and she was like, "Have you ever had a mince pie?" I'm like, "Well, no, I'm a vegetarian." And then she's like, "You know, it's not meat." And I'm like, "Mince meat." And I was like, "This is a trick." This was like six zero in the croissant, <laughs> but from in the past. Oh mate, yeah. it's it's only the same as like. I, so I'm I'm lactose intolerant, and whenever I say that to people, sometimes they're like, "So can you eat eggs?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, because they don't <laughs> eggs don't come from a cow." And they and they look yeah, they at are. you like, "Yeah, they do. They're made from butter." Right, exactly. <laughs> people look at you quite confused, like, "What?" See, and they're like, "Can you have mayonnaise and stuff like that?" I'm like, "It's not all white foods. That's not what <laughs> lactose is." Like, it's it's quite funny. It's got to be said. So, anyway, this, this also struck as well. Just before we go on, um, you know, Yorkshire puddings because I only ever saw those on you know people having roast dinners. And people say we never had those like as kids. So oh, again, with Emily, I was mystified when I discovered that Yorkshire puddings weren't some kind of meat filled thing. <laughs> she did. She just put one in front of me. So point out the meat, Liam. Point it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She, Where's she was the like, meat? Yeah, and, and now I discovered I like them. But uh, she, her, her response was like, "How did you survive this long <laughs> without mince pies and Yorkshire puddings?" <laughs> Liam, she's not the only one asking that question, mate, honestly. <laughs> no, I, I regularly ask myself daily, "How has he survived this long?" And your breakfast tweet this morning was just further evidence. Horseradish. Yeah. That was another one. All of those things were <laughs> was made, had horse in it. Horseradish. That was the other one. And what's the other one? Uh, Welch Rabbit, which I thought was them someone saying rabbit in a funny voice for years <laughs> until quite recently. Oh my God. So, uh, yeah. The discoveries, that, the culinary discoveries I've made over years. I'm sweating out <laughs> yeah. my eyes. It's not my fault pe- that people shouldn't use words less literally or more literally. Well, that's Something what like six are in trouble with. Yeah, exactly. Don't get me started, honestly. What am I to say on that one? Oh dear. So anyway, stickering toys. <laughs> stickering toys. Yes, this topic, man. I've been looking forward to this. So you're a bit of a sticker aficionado, aren't you, Mez? Yeah, man. I love stickering toys. Uh, I don't do it as often now because toy hacks have run out of sticker fixer. So yeah. every time I use a vintage sticker sheet and it starts to peel, they were the rescue. Like, um, G1 Sunstreaker that I stickered a few years ago. Uh, there were so many peeling corners on every single sticker on that toy. And it took about three rounds of sticker fixer before everything was secure the way it should be. And it's just, it's still perfect. So I don't really want to undertake anything else without having sticker fixer at hand. But yes, I absolutely adore taking vintage sticker sheets and putting them on vintage toys. Even reissues. I love doing reissue stickering. No, yeah, I love doing reissues. It does depend on the quality of the sticker and everything, but of course we'll get to all of that. But I'm with you on the sticker fixer. I actually must admit, when we were talking about doing this episode, I was like, yeah, this could very well end up being a whole long campaign to just make toy hacks start making sticker fixer again because right. that stuff is so essential honestly yeah somebody once told me it was like um you know just a glue pen or something like that so i bought one with again disastrous results it was not like sticker fixer at all so what was it, it was, like pva glue that you got or something or? yeah you know like um you get like lots of different types of glue pens now and someone said oh it's just one of those and yeah it just like, <laughs> it was copy decks wasn't it it's just <laughs> been copy decks on it. it was like being at school you know when you get that white the pva glue all over your hands it just ended up like that all over oh, again man. Wow. Yeah. Do you ruin the stickers? Uh, no, no. The stickers are all right, to be honest, because they're, they're always quite good material for that. The glue just tends to wipe off them. 
yeah. if it hasn't set. So whatever whatever was in that stuff, that sticker fixer, they definitely need to start making it again. Though honestly, like I, I'm a bit the same as you, Maz. Like I'm sort of loath to kind of get cracking with any potential stickering projects without it in hand, just because like if you do have an unused 1980s vintage Transformers sticker sheet and you apply it and it doesn't work. It's the worst feeling in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they were probably not perfect back in the 80s either. It's not just that the adhesive has dried over the decades. Like You see toys with always the same stickers appealing, the corners are bent, and you think to yourself, how have people just not taken care with that? How has every single owner of that toy never taken care? And what it, it actually is is that the sticker is in a place where you have to use that surface to transform the toy. And if the sticker starts to peel because the adhesive wasn't strong enough originally, you just end up uh, dog-earing the corner immediately. Yeah. And I can see that would happen even with uh, a careful collector now and someone who knows the score after years of experience. No, for sure. I think actually the worst examples in my mind are the ones... Well, there's kind of two things, I guess, isn't there? There's the toys that you apply stickers to. We're getting into all the bad stuff first, aren't we? But never mind. (laughs) It's the toys that uh, you apply stickers to and they don't fit. So either they have to, you know, like seekers and stuff like that. They have to kind of go over bumps and round corners or hound or... Yeah, stuff like that. The seeker eyes. The seeker eyes. The seeker eyes are just like the worst. I've not done a seeker in my adult life. I just haven't been able to bring myself to uh, do it i've done so many, so many stories i've done so many i can't even tell I literally name a seeker literally name a seeker <laughs> i have done them and that is a literally honestly like, scream yeah <laughs> you didn't um, do ghost star scream surely uh no actually not ghost star scream him i i elected to keep naked as it ghosty. were sticker free ghosty yeah exactly because there's there's some toys you don't want a sticker isn't there but let's talk about that as well as we go but uh yeah no i've I've done all of them honestly and it's it's hideous it's just it's the boobs it's yeah. the fold folding around the boobs and all of yeah. that it's just awful and the eyes as well as you say liam it's just the ones in the shoulders as well because they yeah. need to be perfectly aligned and fit yeah. into the space and not stick to any of the side surfaces as well even the feet even those yeah. ones that go on the front of the feet say, they're a pain in the ass, but the ones, the eyes, man. You know when you see those geezers with those, that sort of novelty glasses where about six different magnifying glasses come down, like in films. <laughs> That's what these are designed for. There's the secret eyes because you can't see them with your own eyes. You've got well, like, like an optician when they yeah. wear those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like and the ones in the vents and stuff. Like if they're just, I mean, genuinely one millimeter too large on one of the sides or something, they just don't fit at all, and it's just, it's a total nightmare. So you get like those ones where the stickers just don't fit or they've got to go over like a gap or something like that or cover a screw hole Mm. which i always hate like i'm never a big fan of that um actually the the one that caused me ultra grief was skids the wheels on his shoulders shoulders. yeah yeah yeah. because they've got a screw head sticking out and uh you somehow you're supposed to put a flat sticker over a screw head um i can't do that i'm not (laughs) do you know what i mean there are so many bad ones I, i remember g1 megatron because the Transformers sticker sheet was completely new. The Microman sticker sheet was this tiny thing, but they had to add a bunch of stickers for the Transformers version. So it feels like they didn't really try them out properly. Mm. So when you open Megatron's legs, you know, it's got those uh, arms, the sort of ratchet arms that link the, the big legs to the, to the waist. Yeah. Those things um, are not ratcheted on the original, but they're ratcheted on the reissue. So they've got two stickers that go along them and, when you put them on where it instructs, as soon as you transform it, uh, the end of it just gets ruined against the the waist, the pelvis. 
I just think, you haven't thought that one through, have you? There's just no way to not damage it. Just this week, I damaged my punch counter punch because it's not thin enough to survive the extension of the legs. And it just sheared the top of that sticker, just extending the legs of the toy. I was just so gutted because that toy took me ages to sticker and I did it meticulously as well. It's a difficult one to do. Well, then, yeah, and I was going to say, then you get the toys where you actually damage the stickers through use of the toy. And the obvious one to me is Hot Rod. Hot Rod, yeah. I mean, those leg stickers, the thigh stickers or whatever, that yeah. just as soon as you collapse the legs, they just shear off. You yeah, just take the stickers terrible. off. And then they fixed it for the second run Target Master and made these small ones that work. Yeah. And yet every reissue since has gone back yeah. to the large one. So that's a consequence of the legs being shortened on the original toy, isn't it? That's, is that why, that why the stickers rip? Maybe. They're just in a bad location. But even with the longer legs one, I mean, you would still have had to compact the legs without yeah. leaving any gaps in car mode. And then you've got um, the Walmart reissue where the stickers are extra thin and kind of cheap feeling. They don't scrub off because they're really thin. So actually they make the clearance. It's just a weird one, isn't it? It's just... A little bit of kind of extra design. Do you think a lot of that, I mean, not in Hot Rod's case, obviously, but like with some of the earlier toys, do you think it is just literally because the, you know, they were Diaclone and some of the additional stickers or whatever just weren't considered? Or do you just think that it's always been that way? There are so many cases where the stickers are fine. uh, But in a lot of them, you just feel like it was designed separately by someone else and then not without thinking of the mechanics of use of the toy. Mm. And I mean, look at us, we're 40, roughly 40 years old, a lot of us, and we're meticulous about making our toys look a certain way because we want them to be perfect. They were never designed to do that. They were just designed to be minor embellishments to make a figure look kind of cool for kids. So I do wonder exactly how much thought originally went into making these stickers completely durable to survive hundreds of transformations and be in locations where they make the toy look good, but also aren't damaged by wear and so many transformer stickers are just they're going to take wear just from the transformation of the toy i do think you're right i think ultimately i mean we talk a lot about yellowing plastic and you know clear plastic things like that but i mean none of these things were designed to really last 40 years plus were they and and still be in tip-top condition and and quite clearly the stickers as you say were not designed to be applied and then played with by children and still look mint. There's just no way that that was ever going to happen. Um, so it, it, it's kind of a funny one. Uh, and I guess that actually is where, you know, obviously, things like toy hacks, we've already mentioned them. That's where they obviously come in, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. a large part of what they do, as well as new toys, uh, is providing repos for old toys, just because so many vintage specimens that you see have just got knackered stickers. Yeah. But then... Some of those vintage specimens have really clever stickers for like G1 tracks. Like if you do it exactly how the Diaclone sheet says, you know, those stickers go in between spaces on the backpack, like tiny little molding details that you're supposed to put a tiny little thin strip sticker in. And it kind of looks good because if you do it the Transformers way, there are some stickers which are never front facing and you just literally never see them. And you just think, well, what's the point of that sticker? Well, to give so, you your, your credit, uh, and, and obviously I was going to bring this up at some point. I mean, I did allude to this fact in the intro and said that you've written a lot of articles about unconventional Transformers stickering. And tracks is definitely one of those, isn't it? Because, that's brilliant. Uh, well, I, you know, all credit to you. When I stickered up my, uh, I think it was Road Rage, first of all, uh, actually, uh, my e-hobby Road Rage, uh, I used that article for reference because it was brilliant, honestly. And, and it Fantastic. really- 
really interesting to see. I, I kind of, you know, the way that you presented the kind of history around it and your, your fact finding and everything else, I thought it was brilliant. I appreciate it. Um, all, all it took was looking at the Diaclone instructions, which unfortunately many people don't have access to. I don't have one. I had to beg a collector to take a photo of their instruction sheet for me. And that's what a lot of people have done for a lot of the stickers I have applied. Had to do it with, um, well, I've got the instructions for Hound and I know where Hound stickers go. You might find there's always one sticker on the Hound sheet that is never applied because it doesn't tell you where to put it. And it's actually not cut in the right place either. So it's always left on the sticker sheet. But if you look at the pictures in the instructions, you can see where it's meant to go. So I've had to get in touch with loads of collectors and say like, hey, can you take a photo of your Diaclone instructions? Constructicons is another good one. For example, like the Walmart sheet doesn't say the same as the G1 sheet and the G1 sheet doesn't say what the Diaclone one does. So some stickers always end up in really weird places. And you get duplicates for the same spot as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I noticed this recently, actually, because I stickered up a, a few sets of Constructicons recently and, uh, and noticed that. That's a, that's an interesting one as well, because you get stuff like Bone Crusher, where it's got a Decepticon emblem over the factory yeah. sticker and things like that as well, which I find, I, I, I don't know, like I always feel a little bit uneasy about that in a sort of yeah. bizarre way. You I'm can't like, mess it up. You really, really can't mess that one up. You've right. got to get it aligned bang on. There's no replacing it. It's also kind of weird because the factory sticker is so nice. So it's yes. kind of, it's just almost a bit of a shame to just whop a Decepticon logo on there. Like, could they not have put it somewhere else? Yeah, I suppose that's the funny thing with these, wasn't it? Because a lot of these are Diaclone toys, so they're adding stickers, isn't it? They've got to find yep. places for yeah. them. Because yeah, like, yeah. Optimus Prime is always a pain in the backside for me, you know, because he's got the little, like, little bumpy chicken pox things on his oh, shoulder. Right. And the Autobot right. badges all go there and they always fall off like it's yes. over time. Unless when you apply it, you deliberately sort of crease it and you yeah. indent those spots. And it feels terrible because you can see yourself wrecking the sticker just to get it to touch the actual surface of the shoulder in all the places it needs to so it doesn't peel. And I had to do that with the reissues and it was very counterintuitive. Yeah. That's a weird one, isn't it? Because Optimus is so... I mean, he's the most iconic part of the whole franchise. And in a way, that Autobot emblem on his shoulder is so well known. And yet, you can't apply the blooming sticker on the original it's toy. Yeah. It's just, it's incredible. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a clear sign that those toys were not designed with some of those emblems in mind initially. It's amazing how iconic it is, though, as well, when you think about that. But yeah. the first, as soon as you get trying to get it on there, you're like, this cannot be right. And then, like I say, yeah. like my vintage one, it's still got the original stickers, but they fall off every time I pick it up. But because oh, they're the vintage stickers, I still like just press them back on and just hope they yeah, just hold yeah. for a bit longer. I know that one. Another one on Optimus Prime, the iconic sticker, is the Go sticker that, you know, it's always quite Mm. central on Optimus Prime trailers, isn't it? But I remember, like, the Diaclone one isn't supposed to be central. It's, like, like offset to the side of the trailer door. And the only way you'd know that is if you had the Battle Convoy instructions. And I remember there was a dude going around the community a while ago saying, because anyone got a picture of this um, instruction sheet, because I want to make sure this is going in the right place. And lo and behold, it was in a completely different location to the normal one that you always see on a G1 Prime trailer. I wow. didn't know that. That's no. new information for me. Interesting. This is why I love your sticker articles. You already know I come to you whenever I sticker any vintage toy first. I'm always like, Maz, what's the right way for these? So That was actually part of Cracktastic Plastic's request yeah. for the mini-sode. He was asking, what is the procedure that you go through for stickering a toy? And I think like Message both of Maz. you... straight away when I've not done the toy though because plenty I've not stickered very funny but what do you do if I haven't done it you you know you you look at the box art you look at the stock photography on the side of the box you look at the instructions you look at old catalogues 
And when all of those don't agree with each other, you're stuck with, uh, let me look at TFW. <laughs> what does their yeah, gallery say? I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not averse to doing, you know, on the, on the subjects. I have joked with you before and been like, where's the article on this toy? And right, you're like, yeah. I haven't written one. And I'm like, <laughs> could you get on it, please? But, uh, no, I, you know, I'm obviously not averse to doing my own research in those situations. But yeah, it's a combination of, de- I always look at the box photography if mm-hmm. I can. If I don't have the box, find a scan of it or photo of it online. Uh, you know, the side flaps or very often the top flaps is the top yep. flap as well with the transformation on it and stuff. The top Just get different kind of angles where you can't see on, on the rest of it yet. Right, exactly. So get as many pictures of the box as you can uh, to try and see what they've done. Sometimes the stickers on those copies of the toys don't even match what you've got in front of you because it's right. a prototype or something yep. like that. But hey-ho, it's worth a try. Uh, I remember Galvatron was one that really threw me. Oh, we had me. fun with that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember asking you, like, where do you think this one <laughs> goes? It was we the orientation, I think, of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly that because it's got the three squares on those yes. hip flaps. That's so it. we looked at the Hasbro stuff and then we realized that the Takara box photography is different to the Hasbro different. one. Yeah. And then but we also looked at that um, Hasbro agree. Toy Fair catalog as well. I remember looking at the Toy Fair yeah. catalog and it was like the wooden prototype. Not even wooden prototype. It was a plastic prototype. Yep. type or resin prototype different I think. colors but, and all that yeah yeah but it had the dots as i recall right. or uh so it, it, like in that situation it's weird because you're looking at a prototype that doesn't even match the toy in any way shape or form but there's a, a clue or an indication on that prototype that shows how the sticker is supposed to go there's like yep. enough of a visual cue or something that's my secret weapon every now and then right if i can't tell i'll go to raz and i'll go raz you own this prototype don't you yeah. he's like yeah i've got the hardcore i was like let's have a look at the stickers and then there are mock-up stickers i'm like that's what i'm going with because that yeah, and then yeah. you see the trail of how it changed and how some dude maybe made a mistake on the instructions or Soundwave is another great example of things that just get accepted oh, what the speaker Those, stickers yeah the speaker yeah. stickers are actually the battery that stickers are not they're, speaker stickers yeah right they're batteries and they're supposed to go on the on the weapons but how can you have a sound wave without those stickers on on the side of the tape player? Yeah, and, and you know it's funny because when I came to to stickering up my Walmart copy, I had a real dichotomy about: do I yeah. put them on the batteries as they're supposed to be, or do I put them on the legs as if they're speakers? Because they do look quite good as speakers as they well. They're great. That's how uh, sound wave looks. It's- yeah, exactly. So you're kind of like torn in that instance, and and you just have to make a decision, don't you? You can't do both. Yes, you can. Um, that's that's the decision you make. You buy two and you do both. <laughs> well, you get a toy hack set, I guess, and then, and then you're golden, aren't you? But uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a really tough one. You do have to make some choices at some point, mm. and that I've, that's the bit I find interesting. So yeah, definitely prototypes look at, box pictures. I do look online at what other collectors have done yeah. as well, but uh, there is at least... We've said it before, I think, once without naming names, but there is at least one very high-profile source of images out there that often some of the stickers are not quite orientated correctly or things like that so you do you do have to kind of i think look at multiple sources do you know yeah, what i yeah. mean and absolutely right yeah. so and, and equally it depends how fastidious you want to be about this stuff yeah. because you know you, it, you could make a decision which actively is historically accurate and is the intention of the designer but is actually worse than the common location like i've done override in the last yeah. year and Override's box art has his sticker sort of like on his collar. But most people put the sticker on the chest because it looks a lot better there. But I actually went and put it on the collar. So it doesn't actually make the toy look better. But I'm satisfied that that was the designer's intention that that's where that sticker was meant to go. 
This is like the reverse thing of cartoon accuracy, isn't it? It's like, you know, <laughs> you know, like the kind of current thing of like, like Blitzwing's little uh, nose cone in his tank mode thing, you know, oh, people, God, people are like, it looks crap. And other people are like, yeah, but it's cartoon accurate, you know, and it's like, this is like the reverse of that. It's like, well, it would look better if you put the stick sticker here. And, and it's like, yeah, but on the prototype, it's, uh, you know, it's like the absolute opposite or reverse of the whole kind of argue argument for cartoon accuracy somehow. I would end up with like 50, you know, Chrome tabs open with yes. every single <laughs> yeah. photo. And I've I got phone so- and PC, <laughs> just various sources. Yeah, exactly. I can't remember what it was. I think it was when I was sticking a Roadbuster, which was like a whole saga in oh, itself. Oh, man. Those, Those instructions, toys, you honestly. can tell whoever did the Hasbro instructions was getting very tired of trying to, you know, <laughs> yeah. put what the sticker instructions because by the end you just look at them going, I swear there's some missing, but not only that, I'm sure the ones he's just drawn arrows anyway, just like, I'm yeah, done yeah, now, yeah. I'm done. Do you yeah, it was the same guy who designed Masterpiece Megatron. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In, In two days. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> he had four just, hours to do robust yeah. sticker sheet. That it was, was on his thing. fridge as a post-it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he found exactly. it underneath yeah. another post-it, it was like, oh no, I've only got That's one day today? left to do this. <laughs> Need Roadbuster instructions now. <laughs> well, no, Whirl, Whirl is the same, and yeah. all of the deluxe Insecticons are the same. I mean, I, I remember sending you when I was doing my set of deluxe Insecticons. The funniest thing is that the the Hasbro instructions are. I mean, to say they're pitiful is it's not even real. Like it's just arrows everywhere. Do you know what I mean? You've got this tiny little print. Uh, this, I mean, like a billion stickers on these toys because it's from Takatoko. They're all like those kind of, um, slightly clear stickers as well. Mm. Uh, and, uh, I mean, good quality stickers, don't get me wrong, but some of them could, are just so ambiguous. They could go anywhere and you've just got lines crossing lines. There's like a real don't cross the streams malarkey thing going <laughs> on. Um, and then the, I, I sometimes actually, I will. Uh, say this as well as reference i you i do use toy hacks for reference as well even if i'm applying a non-toy hacks set i find that because toy hacks lay things out very clearly normally uh you know and they have everything numbered and and all of that their references and guides can actually be extremely useful just for vintage stickers as well as obviously their own sets but in the case of the deluxe insecticons the deluxe insecticons they clearly didn't really know either. And I think I did mention this to someone behind the scenes at Toy Hacks and they were like, they were kind of a bit, yeah, we we don't know. So just kind of, it's something like this and, and their guides and things are equally yeah. kind of confounding. It's quite funny. Do you know, I think it comes from the fact that if you look at the Valkyrie sticker sheets, the original Macross Valkyries, I think you had choices. Like there was no yes. one set of how to do it. And also they were water slide. <laughs> they weren't even sticker, they were water slide, which is doubly worse. And you could just choose what how you would do it. So that if that's translated over from older Takatoki toys to Transformers, then you've probably got more than you actually need to decorate the figure. I, I wonder actually if if like Roadbuster and those guys, I don't know. I need I'd need to confirm if they were water slides initially because they've got the look of water slides to them. Hmm. Uh, but they are you know typical sort of stickers as such. But yeah, be interesting to know. Well, that was another reason why those reissue Va- uh, Valkyries were great because it was just all tampoed on and it looked incredible. And it was just so, and it still comes with stickers, I think. But where but, do you stand on that as like tampos? Because that's obviously, that has been done in Transformers as well on some reissues where they tampo them instead of, you know, being proper stickers. Does that sit well with you? Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think of an example that I don't like. I mean, the MicroMasters are wonderful, yeah. which have been tampoed. A hot rod, which comes with a completely tampoed chest for the book collection. That's great. You know, they look fantastic. 
mm. of the sideswipe with the tampoed headlights and that's great because that sticker always peels and the yeah, tampoed uh, door handles in black and the roof detail on the contash I'm all for it I think they were brilliant but isn't that a weird one then that you're like very pro sticker but no would, I don't think I'm pro sticker I think that the stickering thing comes from growing up thinking certain Transformers were cack and just never liking them and then getting in a childhood collection from a friend who uh who preserved his toys brilliantly and seeing things like Chrome Dome and Joyride in great condition and thinking, oh my goodness. So that's what it's meant to look like. That's what it's, and everyone's owned like a, a busted Chrome Dome or, or a rubbish condition Stunticorn or something. And then you see them in great condition with great stickers and you think, I get it now. I get it why this yeah. toy made it out the factory. So I thought to myself, well, let me do a photo resource of any toy I can with perfect stickers, vintage stickers, so that people can look at that and say, that's what it was meant to look like. I get it now. And um, we've got a friend who's got a quick switch and he says it's cack. He hates quick switch. And I've got a perfect quick switch, which I stickered. And I think it's wonderful. It's one of the toys putting back my display up this month that I held onto it for a little bit longer and thought, this is really nice. Like I really like I agree this toy. With you. And that I was because the you. stickers are bang on what they should be. In fact, I got one of them wrong. I put the Autobot sticker on his nappy instead of his waist because I went with the box art instead of the proper instructions. Yes, I know, I know the one you mean. That was the one I messed up. But, if, uh, but I think that's there's a bit of debate on that one. I think um, I checked with Six Night as well. I got a friend to show me the Six Night stickers and I thought, yeah, okay, I've done it wrong. And you've got to admit right. when you do it wrong, you just go with it. But that's why I liked the stickering, because it gave me control over how things looked. It's not because I enjoy stickering. It's hugely stressful. And I've got shaky hands these days as well. And my eyesight has got to the point where if I want to look at something up close, I have to take my glasses off. So I look like such an old man hunched over this old thing with a pair of tweezers and like a little wipe to make sure it's not dusty and like my glasses oh, 100%. off. 100%. That's my, my, you know, my wife back pain. Is very, very, <laughs> my wife is very supportive and, and accepting of so much of this hobby. But I don't think there are many moments such as when I'm stickering a toy uh, that she's kind of like, what is going on? Honestly, because it's, <laughs> it's such a process. It's such a thing. That, that, that is definitely a moment where she's it a bit It takes like, bloody ages hmm. as well, doesn't it? You think, oh, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's got seven stickers. It takes an hour yeah. and a half. But there's yeah, a real anxiety, isn't there, to that? Because there's this feeling yeah. of, especially when you like us now and you collect us, you don't want to tarnish a toy before mm. straight out of the gate. That's, and I think that's part of the thing I hate about stickers now. I never liked them as a kid for a similar reason, because you've, you've got something. And I, that's why I like tampers, because that decision's taken out of my hands. I can't mm. cock it up. And I think that's it. You know, when you, when you put it on wrong and you, <laughs> no, like, and you know can, you've though. done it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But that, but that's, I think just having that decision taken out of my own hands is much easier to deal with if it's wrong in the factory. Like I've got a, oh, is it Titans Return Beachcomber and the Autobot, you know, it's got two halves of the Autobot logo on his legs in the car. Double and they power, are, the Prime is one of that. That's the one, yeah. yeah. And they're tampoed, but one of them is slightly lower than the other, so oh, they don't line up. no. Nightmare. That's annoying. But because I didn't do it, it's never really bothered me that much. I just more laughed at it. <laughs> but you know, if I had done it, it would have bothered me for ages like that. Tracks. Yeah. Trax's hood sticker is the one yeah. you don't want to screw up, yeah, isn't yeah. it? You do not want to do They're that always the worst because, you know, when you can, well, even when you do them and you get them level, but it's when there's a slight little gap yeah, between yeah. them, you can see part the, of the hood through it. And the you... Autobot logo on Snarl's head on his dino, yeah. dino mode yeah. head. That's a killer because there's a little gap as well. Yeah. There's like a tiny, tiny little, they don't sit completely flush, the buggers. Yeah, no, 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 I'm totally with you on that. So It's when you get two stickers, you know, that are on different size but they're like the same sticker and then you've got to yes. match them up you've got to make sure they line up <laughs> even 
Yeah, yeah. Like, like the Decepticon emblems on Starscream, for example, you know, but even you've got to get the orientation correct. Yeah. And I find that, again, it's the Seekers because there's no perfect orientation of those Decepticon emblems. Like they, because the, the, the way the wings are triangular and obviously kind of have a little curve to the top of them as well, you, you can kind of tilt them slightly this way yeah. or that and be like, it all looks good. And then getting the other one perfect is, is a nightmare. Have honestly. they not got any sort of panel molding on the wings themselves that you can sort of yeah. align the point yeah, of the do. Decepticon sticker That's... in the corner of that one? To right. Sort of try it's, and... it's the corners. Yeah. It's the corners yeah, that help okay. you a little bit, I think, if anything with those. I remember just talking about, you know, ruining a toy straight out of the gate. I remember, I think it was my, uh, reissue Gojin, right? You've got the little yellow circular stickers on the front of, is it on the front of God Bomber? The way, and, I remember, um, you know, it's like on the chest plate that goes on the front of, uh, mm-hmm. of Gojin Rai, isn't it? And uh, I remember one of the... These boxer tiny- shorts, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yes, they are. <laughs> it's like a little boxer shorts. One of the tiny, tiny, tiny little yellow circular stickers. Uh, I was applying it with a pair of tweezers, which I always use, uh, you know, especially for tiny stickers. And it just flew off like that. It just kind of went off like that. No! So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I've got the one on already and this one's gone. And I was like, where's it gone? And I, obviously scrambling around, it's gone in the carpet somewhere. Uh, and I was kind of like, you know, under the chair and things like this. And, and then you spotted uh, it on your eyelid the following yeah. Tuesday. Uh, yeah, exactly. I did find it, I think, in the end. But that was definitely a moment where my wife was just a bit like, what on earth? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but didn't get but much it's like, I can't post a photo of this online if it's wrong. It was like, I right. have to abandon this project and buy another one. I'm not going online with a wrong sticker. <laughs> that, that moment when a little tiny sticker goes flying and you're just yeah. like, where? And then it's all of a sudden like going, oh my God, I can't use the other one now. Because it just looks stupid. And you yeah. spend all that time crawling around looking for it. <laughs> it's just killer, man. Killer but stuff. then some of them, like you said, don't fit. Like yeah. reissue Ultra Magnus and Optimus Prime I was doing, the stickers that go on their knees, on the cab knees, they're really funny shape, aren't they? They've got yeah, like, the they little ears on them. They don't fit. You so then you trim start them. trimming it and if you cut the wrong bit and then it gets stuck to the scissors and he's like, oh my God, why am I doing this? Why didn't I make better life choices? You don't have this with stamps. And so <laughs> it's just a really stressful thing. But when you get it right, it's so satisfying. It's that moment when you go, I knew I shouldn't have done this. That's the yes. always the part of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, yeah, you yeah. put yourself through it. You're like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Then you go, right, I'm going to do it. It can't be that bad, surely. And then yeah. like, halfway through and you get it wrong, you're like, I knew it. Why didn't I just listen to myself? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Every Conversely, time. sometimes it just goes so right, doesn't it? Like yeah. I find that sometimes some toys... It's almost like you can just throw the sticker at it mm. and it just lands perfectly. And you're yeah. like, oh, look at that. It's got I mean, a perfect actually, size recess and everything's yeah, just yeah, yeah, bang yeah. on. Gojinrai, actually, aside from the little yellow thing, uh, that incident, uh, I would say that's one of the most fun toys to sticker. All three versions of it, I've loved doing. Fortress Maximus, I loved doing. That was great fun. Uh, I, oh, I've been really reluctant uh, you know, to bust so. open the Fort Max stickers because there's yeah. so many of them. It's a proper evening's work, honestly. It's like a it's like a dedicated sit down. It's quite the job as well because it's a sizable old thing, obviously, mm-hmm. and you've got to you know twist it this way and that. Yeah, but so it's four max. It's yeah, <laughs> very good. <laughs> got me there, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's good fun. It's a good evening's entertainment, as is four max. <laughs> <laughs> no reason that should have been that funny. None. But speaking of modding stickers, there's the ones that um, I've modded which aren't supposed to be modded. For example, like the Stunticons looking at drag strip, got a shout out to Lee Cheney here who did that whole drag strip thing where he looked at the protos and he looked at the paperwork from the protos and saw that there are sticker parts on the sheet that aren't cut from the factory. But if you want to do it like the proto, the, 
the sticky material and the printed material is there. And it's the same with breakdown, like it's got a little red bit on the roof that you can apply. So doing those was really, really fun. Like you realize there is actually enough sticker material on this sheet to recreate the prototypes, but you've got to be absolutely sure that you do it right because, you know, there's no room for mistakes. You're actually using stuff that isn't cut. And I'm not exactly the most precise person when it comes to cutting. I've never been good at arts and crafts, but that has been a really, really fun thing to do. Yeah, I love those stories, honestly. And again, you know, absolutely shout out to Lee and shout out to you as well for doing those articles because, you know, I still have my drag strip to do. It's one that, in a way, I feel this funny kind of... um pressure about it about getting it right because i do want to do it the way that you've done it yeah. I, I can't it believe looks, i managed it it, it looks, looks so, so much, much better, better. yeah it it looks so, so much better. many pitfalls i had to remove the rub sign you know what it's like removing a rub sign it yeah, can yeah. go very wrong and it just yeah. came off perfectly and then i just reapplied it on the side like the prototype and of course i went to raz and i said can i have a look at your prototype drag strip please and he just did a photo i was like yep that's it done so that that was so fun and um I must admit, it's been so long since I did something like that, that um, I get those feelings that I'm not sure I can do this again. It's been too long. It just takes a bit of practice to get back into it. But do you find that you get into these streaks of once you start stickering toys, you do like three or four in a really short space of time? 100%. Yeah, you just go in little waves, don't you? It's almost Mm. like I haven't stickered anything in ages now. And I feel like, oh man, I've got a couple to do, I know. But I know that as soon as I do start, I'll just be on a little mission again. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe as part of like unpacking the collection and stuff in the new house, you know, I'll kind of do a few more and everything. Perfect but, time uh, to do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure, as you're kind of assessing stuff and whatever. So Maybe don't um, have any more kids. <laughs> sure. Yeah, just what, to make time for stickering toys. Yeah, like you were just saying, it's an evening's work. I'll tell you what an evening's work is. <laughs> right, like sure. I wish I had an evening to sit down and sticker a toy. That would be ideal. I've just got a really lovely springer in. Most of the stickers are applied. It's just got four more left on the sheet. And I'm sitting there thinking, I do not want to pick the wrong time to do this. I have yeah, to have yeah, time. Yeah, cool There's away. bumpy ones. Yeah. No, but the bumpy ones are factory. And that's what makes them so bad because if they're wrong, that's it. You've got to go repro. But they're fine on this one. They're absolutely fine. It's just the waist stickers and the ones on the small winglets on the outside of the of the lower legs. That's all that's left to make that Springer perfect. So is yours is your Springer an eighty six or is it a gold box classic? It's eighty six, but plastic chest. Right. Interesting. Yeah, I'd be keen to see how you get on with it because my Springer is it was a classic. And, uh, you know, I stickered that one up and, uh, it looks great, but man, those stickers do not want to stay adhered. It's probably the worst example I've seen of a G1 toy with peeling stickers. It's- Worse than sludge. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe actually. And I was going to say the Dinobots have, have been a, a mixed bag in that regard. Cause like, yeah, sludge, as you say, a lot of the stickers peel. And that's what, going back to what you were saying earlier about it's not always just universal, but, all stickers will wear or whatever because mm. I've got some G1 toys the, the stickers are solid as anything you know yeah. they are not going to budge and then others and it, it's the fact that it's the same toys repeatedly like you mentioned sludge I've had the same experience with sludge I know other people have it's you know it's definitely a thing clones um, Decepticon clones did you get those buggers on the shoulders peeling I did yeah yeah, yeah I did absolutely I did I have the Takara versions but yeah I, absolutely the same thing I had to use sticker fixer on those to keep them down mm. Um, but yes, Springer is one that I, I am going to have to come up with a solution for. It's either going to have to be that they simply come off in favor of some repro labels, which would mm-hmm. be a shame, uh, or I'm going to have to find a, a sticker fixer alternative. Yeah. Cause you know, every time you go to it and take it out of the cabinet, they've peeled. 
and you have yeah. to redo them. Well, taking pictures of the thing is like a total mission because it's like, oh, rub that one in a little bit. There we go. Okay, just did hear that. Right, take the picture real quick. Oh, that one's come up. Hang on. Yep. Go back. Do that one. Right. Oh, now the original one's come off again. Oh, the one on your shoulder as well. It's like, honestly, you've got to kind of apply with like multiple fingers like pressure to all of them hold it for kind of a 30 seconds or something then take the picture super fast uh there's one picture i took recently a group shot which he's in and i remember doing it so distinctly because it was just such a mission (laughs) it was ridiculous i did notice something you posted recently had a peeling sticker i didn't say anything but I what just thought it? I sympathize. I can't remember what it was. It was it wasn't um, Backstreet, but it was that kind of t- style of toy, and it just Very had a peeling sticker right there. I did one of Retgar. I did a really nice close up of his head sculpt, and I remember posting the tweet going, "And this is Retgar." Oh crap! The sticker's yeah, yeah. peeling because she noticed always, it. What you always spot it after people have started yes. commenting on it, don't you? You're like, "Oops," you know. But hey ho, man. You know, it is what it is, isn't it? My uh, on-call trail breakers like that. Like every time I take a photo, that's the worst. You know, you know when you look through the lens and you take the photo, <laughs> then you look at the photo and you go, "Oh, his foot sticker's falling off again. Oh, his yeah. shoulder stickers. Oh no, something else has gone." Every time you transform uh, it, the on-call stickers trail breaker off. is terrible for it. God, yeah. Every sticker, even the ones that uh, there's like no reason they should be just just the flat surfaces, little stickers they should stick on. They're always the worst ones. It's like yeah. why? Why is it like I, this? I have, and I'm going to give away a little trade secret now. I have on. Not many, maybe I could count it on one hand, but it has been known, uh, photoshopped a sticker to, to look like it was stuck down where I've noticed it appealed <laughs> afterwards. Cause it annoys me, honestly. I, d- I do precious little of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, cause I don't like doing it. It's not something I enjoy doing as such, but I can't remember what it was. I think, um, it was something I'd done a, a gallery of a while back it was like and i'd done a whole gallery or something and then noticed that one sticker was slightly peeling in all the shots and it was like what am i going to do honestly like am i going to live with it and and it's kind of a shame because it's for an article or whatever or am i going to retake it even though i was like really happy with how these pictures had come out aside from this one small issue or am i just going to correct it and it was a tiny little correction it was just simply a question of um like almost copying the the other side of the sticker or whatever. Do you know what I mean? The duplicate one. Um, and six O will be giving away uh, Black Zarek G one for the person who can spot which one that was on his social right. media artist <laughs> or a postcard. Yeah, good so, looking. I can't even remember, so I'll be impressed if someone else if someone tells me and they get it right. I mean, I might not even know myself. Do you think we're selling this process to anybody with the discussion that we're having so far? Yeah, I think people are just like, give me tempos. I'm, I'm just looking forward to the people who have just heard you say Black Zarek and are already tweeted. Did you know it's got GPS? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <crumbled> to dust. <laughs> I, know, I, I baited a little bit of that the other day. I just uh, put a picture going, what, what word, word yeah. comes to mind? And uh, yeah, a lot of GPS responsibility. Yeah, yeah, that's why I put amazing it? deliberately because I knew it'd be the one person who didn't put sort of a GPS because I then looked down and scrolled down and just saw I every yes. single person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I put yes. You, you were I, one of the few that didn't yeah. mention GPS. Because that's what your, your reaction should be. You should see that toy and go, yes. You know. Yeah. It, it was a mixture of uh, GPS or something related to bank balance. It's fair or to dust. say, it was a, yeah. yeah, or dust was was what. Even though it doesn't have any dust. The funny one was the people saying broken, and yeah. it's like it's not actually broken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but it's funny in it. Funny. It's thing. like someone seeing a picture of a cake and going eaten. It's like well, it's, yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. here. It's, it's, not, it's, it's exactly it's, that. It's exactly yeah. that. Moldy. Yeah. You know, or something like that. I don't know. Calories. Yeah. <laughs> Fat. Butter. <laughs> <Yeah>. Butter. <laughs> Croissant. 
I guess on that note, it's probably an interesting train of thought about stickers because, you know, if it's gold plastic, people are very attuned to it of, of kind of knowing the, the pitfalls of gold plastic and, you know, all the problems that come with it. Clear plastic kind of the same, mm. yellowing the same, all of these things. But stickers or stickering doesn't really get the same bad rep, does it? Which is funny because actually there's a lot that can go wrong with stickering, so much, which yeah. we're, we're kind of identifying. But like, I never see it online. People are never like, oh, the stickers on that. Or, you know, it just doesn't no, come I up. did have one of those comments once uh, and it wasn't that long ago. I showed a picture of my Mexican hoist and Mexican hoist has a trail breaker head in green. So it's, it's a really unique variant. Very, very fun. And it's not common anymore. It, once upon a time, you could find them in the UK, but now they're very expensive toys. I found one for 40 quid, which is one less zero than my last boxed one sold for. Nice. So I thought, I'm buying that. And it's got authentic Mexican stickers. You can't reproduce those. They're of different stock. And the Autobot sticker is completely wonky. And someone posted and said, I can't believe you're living with that. And I can't believe that you're just okay with that. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? You know, I'm not going to replace an authentic variant sticker. And it's like, it was 40 quid. Like, not everything in my yeah, collection yeah, yeah, is perfect. Yeah. Certainly not as time passes. But, so, uh, but I think, you, you, yeah, and with variants like that, you're not gonna, you're not gonna repro them or no, <laughs> that would be a travesty. Yeah. It's it's a bit like my Seji Prime. We, I remember we talked about it at the time, and I said, well, it's not perfect, but it's it's the original Redfoot variant. You're not gonna rip the stickers off it and put on a, a set of repros. That no. would yeah. be an awful thing to do. What are you gonna do with your Pepsi Optimus Prime, which has got a wonky trailer sticker? Right, you repro that. It's yeah. to some things you take as they come exactly yeah I like having perfect stickers but I think if it's a, a rare variant it would be like getting a red slag or something like that you're, you're going to live with it as it is aren't you that's the thing the Transformers will return after these messages okay well it's that time for the bit of the pod where we talk about our sponsor and it is of course tfsource.com for all your Transformers and third party needs and Diaclone needs and whatever other needs we should do a TF Source jingle. Don't you think we should have a TF Source jingle? What, and the three of us sing? Yeah. We could do that. You write we'll it, like we'll sing it. Old style kind of bumper from a G.I. Joe cartoon or a Transformers cartoon. Something really catchy. Like TF Source. Like that yeah. kind of thing. You know, I reckon we should contact Shuki Levy, who did all those amazing theme tunes for the 80s, like Jason the Wheeled Warriors, Ulysses 31, and he should do like a theme. Ninja Turtles, if you like. TF source. I was thinking, like, you know, the cricket song, like TF source, source, source. Like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the one. There it is. All right. Well, yeah, drop, drop him a note, mate. Drop him a DM. Yep. See if he comes back to you. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, failing that, and for now, it can just be us rabbiting on as normal. Uh, but yeah, just checking out their page, having a look Sorry, at what's is that in rabbit stock or rare bit? I didn't catch it. Rare bit, yeah, <laughs> rare bitting on, indeed. <laughs> Don't do that, because I thought Liam won't be able to do it otherwise. <laughs> I now know what it is. It's a very recent thing, but I now know that I, I'm allowed to eat it. Just not oh rabbits. my god, that's that's going to come back again and again, isn't it? Yep. Not as bad as the horseradish thing, but the 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 rabbit. Oh, I don't know, man. Uh, anyway, I did notice the old uh, toilet bots are in stock now, Liam. Oh, my gosh. So did this everyone is- else in Liam's mentions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, this, is, this is my life now. All my DMs and like, comments. I've, I've, every time I log into any oh, social media, I'm just tagged in things, jokes about toilets. It's like, it's toy box box again, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, I literally only have that one Ghostbusters one. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's how it starts, mate. Yep. Yeah. So what has caught your eye? Uh, for me, it is the... Doctor Wu, Blue Thunder, and Sky Glider set. I don't know if, if you guys have seen these. It's a Micromaster-sized 
Thundercracker and Powerglide. And if you've seen those guys, that sounds no. great. All oh, right, Where so is yeah, it? it's under uh, TF Source third party figures, other third party. It's if you type in DWE12, you'll see it then, or even just Skyglider, I guess. Does that mean you really haven't made it if you're under other third party on this website <laughs> now? I think it's Doctor isn't he? It's very a uh, catch-all. There used to be upgrade kits, but he's been doing these. Or I say he, I assume it's. And he is a real doctor, isn't he? Well, then I heard this in the Phantom a little while ago. He's actually a real doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Was it not the villain in Black Dynamite, the fiendish Doctor Wu? <laughs> That's how I picture him now. It's just as a movie villain. But he's been doing this, um, this like series of little micromaster-sized toys of like Optimus Prime, Soundwave, those sort they of things. They look great. They look yeah. so cool. But they're all they're all quite articulate. They're really articulated for what they are, and but they're tiny. They're fantastic, and they're the size of MicroMasters. Yeah, but there's an three, Optimus three with inches. a trailer and everything. So can you imagine what these would look like? They're almost like you know, like the world's smallest TFs. It's like a replacement for that for like the modern bases and stuff. They look so good, honestly. That Thundercracker. I mean, it looks better than MP11. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. They, like. I, I can't fathom how they've managed to do this. You know, it's such a tiny scale. I've said this before, but it's a bit like that with all the legend stuff now. That honestly, yeah. like, I, I think if it had come out at the same time as, uh, you know, Masterpiece started to become like a thing, yeah. I honestly think a lot of people would have got on the small, you know, the small bandwagon because just the amount of space that you save, if nothing else, it's just I've just found them. They look yeah. amazing. They really do. There's a Skywarp as well and a Blaster. Yeah. There's, there's a sound wave. The sound wave is amazing. And he's got a little tape in him as well. But they, he did a, I think it started with the beast box. You know, he did the tapes for the siege sound oh, wave yeah. and that, at that same sort of size. And from there, it's sort of sprung. But there's a Galvatron. There's, but the Optimus Prime looks like if you didn't know it was that tiny, you wouldn't know, you know, at first glance, if you know what I mean. But then you see he's posed it on like the Micromaster bases, you know, from siege, uh, airwave, those kind of guys. This is the stuff that I think is really amazing, like that they've been able to shrink stuff down to this girl. It's very inventive. Fantastic. All right. Yeah. Good, good shout. Good shout. Maz, how about you? Yuki Kaze. Oh, I knew it's, you were going to say it's it. train bot number three. I'm in now. I've pre-ordered Shuki. So I'm in on the train bots. Shuki Levy. That, yeah. Well, you're on, you you're on board. <laughs> yes, I'm on board. And, uh, you've got to stay on track. Th- oh, come on. Sorry, I didn't want to derail your, uh, which is exactly <laughs> what you've done. That's precisely what we've done, Croissant Boy. <laughs> anyway no that's it I've lost the track I didn't even mean to say that the third train bot the green bullet train it's due um, in 2023 it's due it it's not going to be delayed oh, <laughs> oh, stop now it's not network rail mate it's a bullet train <laughs> they don't do delays alright I didn't realise it was 23 I think, uh, well, remember, we talked about this in the Trainformers minisode, and the, the, the plan is that they're going to roll these out over two years. I said roll out over two years. And so, you know, the first two are coming in the next couple of months. And then this one. And did you see the introductory video they did for it? It's like uh, the it's incredible. promo videos they did for Diaco. It's just yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Sold, so sold, sold. There's clearly a lot of love going into it. I mean, I did think to myself, there's no way that you personally cannot get these because, nah, man. you know, it, yeah. you would have just been kicking yourself for years to come, I think, yep. at that point. So. And did you see that picture today of MP Shuki? The cockpit has seats the size of Dianauts. I that's did see it. that. Sold beyond sold. It's just, that's it. It's perfect. And that yeah, uh, Raiden head that comes with the third train bot is pure Diaclone. It's pure yeah, yeah. Diaclone. The, the head, actually, I really like what they're going with it because it's not animation accurate. And a, mm. a lot of people have talked about the proportions of the, the combined mode that we've seen and things like that. 
I'm well into it. Honestly, I like the fact that it's not, you know, some lean, uh, like ultra humanoid thing. I like the fact that it's a bit bulky and whatever else. It's, it looks more like a 1980s train robo. Mm. And I'm bang into that. I like where they're going with it. Same. I'm so sold. And every single one that comes out, I get more sold. And I can't wait for them to show off the arm bots because those guys should be really special. Is it only one transformation or is it uh, separate parts? I think it must be separate parts. I think That's it must cool. be. Oh, do you mean like add-on parts to them? Yeah, yeah. Parts forming. I'm not the, sure because mode. you know they do the promo pictures where they show every single part that comes with a particular release. I'm not sure I remember the chest piece being a separate piece. Like, are they not integrated? Maybe. I'm just thinking of the hands and stuff like that. We oh, haven't good you point, know, yeah. seen any of the arms yet. But, no. uh, so, I mean, but the head uh, maybe is separate, the, at least. That's true, yeah, actually, because the, the head is, is completely separate. separate. I mean, obviously, the feet are integrated because it's part of the trains. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I guess we'll see. It'll be, it'll be the hands that will be the, the real tell because integrating a combined mode hand into the the main bot will be a real thing. But, you know, if anybody can do it justice, pretty sure it'll be old Tacton, to be yeah. fair to them. So. so looking forward to this set landing now. I'm really excited for it now that I'm in on it. Hopefully to keep on chugging along. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Well, I think for my part, I mean, actually, I was going to say Yukikaze if you didn't mention it. Uh, I'm also really looking forward to Skyfire MP57, I think it is. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely blown yeah. away by it I'm, I'm halfway through writing an article on it as we speak and and honestly the more i read about it the more i see videos of it i just think it's incredible and just the amount of play value that comes with the three little figures alone yeah. the little mini figures absolutely outstanding honestly and like transformation kind of, looks great too really yeah, straightforward and fun really straightforward it kind of makes me laugh because i kind of feel like masterpiece is kind of in its not to make a weird comparison, but, you know, like, after Endgame in the MCU, people are like, oh, it's it's kind of over now. You know, it's like, what's it doing, you know? But actually, there's loads of cool stuff still in the MCU. You just kind of got to look for it. And mm-hmm. I kind of feel like Masterpiece is in that sort of era now where it's like, it's sort of spun off into lots of different directions. And some people are a bit like, oh, it's over or whatever. It's not a thing anymore. Those people need to buy a reboost. Right, exactly. Like I'm, it's I'm doing not sure I've had a better of, masterpiece car. I think it's my it, favourite masterpiece so car. It's doing so much cool stuff. It's it's doing some of the best toys that I've ever seen it mm. do in years. You you've just got to kind of look for it or whatever, you know. So it's it's not just doing this uniform. Each toy is from you know this lineup or whatever anymore. That's all. And uh, I kind of like that. I, I love that the Skyfire pictures sell it as a toy as well. It looks mm-hmm. so playful. You know the way they even posed it with the little. Uh, little minifigures and stuff like that it just looked really joyful every part of it's like oh man i just really want to play with this it just looked Mm. like a lot of fun it looks amazing i have to say i'm disappointed with the head sculpt though the face sculpt just not quite there i think even phoenix did a better job and the generations toys have done a better job of of that Mm, face sculpt that's the only thing stopping me making the purchase you're not you're not the only person i've i've seen making that comment so fair enough it's obviously not capturing absolutely everybody's you know Mm -hmm. Um, love, as it were. So I'm, I'm into it though. I don't mind the face sculpt at all. Uh, and I'll judge it in hand, but, um, but yeah. So be interesting to see. Uh, and I was just going to give a quick mention, actually, talking about fans toys, uh, to Outrider, which is, uh, their trailbreaker, which has just come in stock. Uh, 65 finally. million years in the making. <laughs> well, that's why I mention it. Is it, if anything, it's just hilarious to me because fans toys, man, they've been trying to get this bloody thing off the ground since 2016 it was first teased i mean six years of development that you know some people have had it on pre-order not necessarily tf source but there were pre-orders at the time in 2016 i think it was 
going live and people have had it on pre-order for that amount of time and and it's finally here you know people have it in hand and they've just they've just blooming announced a masterpiece haven't they so it's just kind of funny to me that's all but, I will say, uh, I'm, I'm really glad good. yeah I'm really glad fan toys did get it out for the people who wanted yeah, it as well absolutely it's, it's nice for those guys who were super into that and it there looks will nice, be people so. it does look good and there will be people that will prefer it to the takara one of course and uh, and it does look really good. I'm excited about it all the same. It's just funny to me that Trailbreaker has been one of those characters that I think has had so many third-party attempts. Mm-hmm. Very few of them have really nailed it or, like, come close to nailing it. You know, there's been some real, um, you know, mixed a mixed bag, I would say. And fans put toys, it mildly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Fans Toys looks like the one that, actually is is going to be probably the best third party. I say that just based on pictures and what I've seen so far and and then the official ones around the corner as well. So it'll be it's it's just one of those I think when somebody does a third party masterpiece style like the toy, not just with the head but the toy style body, I think that's going to like really turn heads and if that ever happens, you know, like with the proportions and all the same yeah. features on. That I think that's what I really want to see now. Like it would have to be a new mold. It would have yeah. to be, yeah, because the people have done it with the head, but yeah, it's just whacking the head on a cartoon body, isn't it? Exactly. So, well, anyway, that's our uh, our look at tfsource.com. Uh, so TF do check source, them out. Source, source, source. Ole, <laughs> There you go. We're gonna write. We're gonna do it now. Next time, <laughs> get some instruments in and whatever, and we'll we'll give it a bash. We're like Red Dwarf. It's like we're tongue tied, but with TF right. Source. <laughs> <laughs> flurby, flurby. We're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to yeah. do a music video as well. We're going to do choreography. Nobody needs to see us doing that's that. That's TFN. Man. That's what we're, that's what we're coming out as, like Red Wolf. <laughs> that's it. To tongue tied. Anyway, do check them out. TFSource.com for your Transformers and third party needs. We now return to the Transformers. Okay, so back on topic with stickering, and uh, I think we've kind of already covered what is typically our process uh, and things like that, uh, unless there's anything new to add on that score, gents. I think the only thing I didn't mention was that um, if I am putting a sticker on a surface, I'll make sure that sticker that surface is completely dust-free. I know some people also wash it or use like a, uh, a fragrance-free baby wipe or something like that, maybe with a bit of water and soap, just to make sure that surface has no dust, is completely clean, and then it dries, and then they'll, they'll put the sticker on that. I just used mm. like um, the little microfiber thing that comes with glasses and I just make sure that the surface has got no dust on it before I put a sticker on. I do that with Lego as well just to make sure the Lego stickers because Lego obviously comes with loads of stickers now and that's the whole process too. Do you not use your mm. makeup duster? I do actually. My makeup brush. Yes, I've got there the full on fat one and I've got the really fine one now as well. Absolutely, yeah. Triple makeover. There mm. it is. Indeed, there it is. Uh, do you know, it's funny because actually baby wipes are really good for getting rid of stickers as well. Like if you really want to kind of get rid of some of the residue and that, um, I found that's that's really useful. And I know you can get stuff like glue gone and things like that, but I'm always yeah, a little bit wary. Is, of, is in the US. You should yeah. be wary. Um, we have one in the UK, which is sticky stuff remover. They sell it at Tesco. Yeah, and yeah, man, yeah. That stuff is really bad <laughs> in, in terms of yeah. you shouldn't be near it for too long. It's great on toys. But if you put it on a painted surface, it will take paint off, and I wouldn't dare try it on chrome. But on a non-painted surface, I've used it with great effects, and you just you have to leave it for the amount of time that it says. Don't take it off early. You just soak the residue in this stuff. You just leave it. Make sure it's not dripping anywhere. Just dry the edges, and then leave it for I think it's like sometimes up to ten minutes. Then you come back, and it just you take the residue off residue off really easily, 
And I've used that to a great effect, but man, it smells terrible and you should do it near an open window. And that's not a fun experience. So if, if it works with baby wipes, go that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, baby wipes don't get rid of the residue or anything like that. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying you still got to use the old uh, elbow grease to get rid of them. But I've just found that it's... You get a you nail. Know, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. So, I mean, uh, you know, if the if the glue gone or whatever it's called, sticky stuff remover. Yeah. Uh, mm. yeah, if that if that works too. Um, I have used it on other stuff. Just I've always been wary of using it on toys. Yeah, of course. And you should always peel off the top foil layer of the sticker first. It's just the papery residue that you use this stuff on. So that was part of the process that we didn't mention. Um, I also do notice that with some of the vintage sticker sheets I've used, the stickers do peel a little bit. But after the second or third time of fixing them back on, they've never peeled again. My ape face was like that. It peeled. I asked a couple of experienced dealers, like, what do you do with peeling stickers, especially if they're freshly applied? And one person actually suggested putting them in the fridge he said that would help after you've reapplied them and stuck them down, stick them in the fridge overnight, and then it'll be fine. Can't say I tried it. Instead, I just stuck them down repeatedly, and, and it stuck eventually. But there are some things that will never stick, like the the ones that go around curved or angled surfaces, things like iron hide and ratchets cannon yeah, in the trailer yeah, yeah, yeah. on Encore is terrible. Traxxas launchers, the, cert- the ones that go around the edge of Traxxas launchers will always peel. Yes, always peel those ones. Uh, yeah, but of course, if you know, are having trouble with uh, with vintage stickers or whatever, there is also the the repro option, uh, which works for a lot of people. And I think it has to be said, uh, in case it's not clear, I do think that Toy Hacks is bloody awesome. Actually, I think the stickers they provide are really good quality. I think that the repro stuff that they do uh, is top draw. Honestly, like, you know, it's to the point where you possibly can spot it if you know what you're looking for in pictures or whatever, you know, you sometimes can tell, but it's, it's as good as, or, or whatever as, as having vintage stickers sometimes, I think. But Maz, I know you're, you're not one to use repros necessarily, are you? And it's got nothing to do with the quality because I've been a huge supporter of repro labels in the past, which became toy hacks. I used to chat with Aaron Black, who founded it um, in a in a news group for a while there, and he he was a member of our group. Just would log in and chat, shoot the crap with about Transformers. So I love what he does, and I used to get sets from him to do custom toys like Frost Rod and mm. Evil Jazz or Police Jazz. I love their work, and I actually saw my old customs and see how far they've come from having really thick stickers that have now yellowed to having really amazing sets that are almost precisely like the vintage and probably in most cases better they probably adhere better they probably fit better they, they do yeah that is one thing i would say and that's why i say in some cases you know arguably it's better they do fit better um you know they, they cut them very precisely to the plastic or the molding or whatever uh such that you don't get some of the issues that we've already identified you know on toys like ultra magnus and whatever where you're like got to cut things out and whatever and uh and the colors are often more vibrant or kind of you, you don't get that thing that you sometimes get on vintage stickers where the cut is angled slightly differently to yeah. the print of the sticker mm-hmm. so that actually you're never going to have it perfect. Like even if you yeah. apply it perfectly, the print is is slightly rotated. That's a real thing, is, man. That's a real thing. And you just have to pray thing. you don't get one of those stickers. Yeah. I remember there was a guy selling prototype sticker sheets. He just got a batch from Hasbro. And one of them was an Ultra Magnus sheet that was completely misprinted. Like it was way off the cut. It was almost like upside down, I think. It was so funny. But yeah, you might just end up with a production one like that. And yeah, you're going by Toy Hacks, you, you wouldn't get that. But right, also, exactly. Their stuff don't, is so precise. Right. But you don't get the mystery either. You don't get the hidden magic on the sticker sheet where no one has ever spotted that there's a space there 
it's not cut by the machine, but there should be a sticker that, like on drag strip and on breakdown, it's right there on sticker sheet, but never used. You're never going to get that with toy hacks. And if something like that comes up on a vintage, it's a magic moment. And the thrill of that for me has lasted nearly four or five years now. I don't know when I did drag strip. Maybe it was three, four years ago. I've not stopped being thrilled by it. And yeah. uh, that's something you don't get with repro. Uh, that's understandable. One of the things I always pick up with you guys is the, the mystery of the hobbies. It's always the things that entice you, isn't it? Stuff like that. It's not just stickers, but everything. It's always the, the slight mystery, like the Diaclone stuff and knowing stuff. It always fascinates me like, with you. Yeah, and when I can't afford the stuff that other people can afford and they find all the great mysteries, I have to go and dig into another niche, which is affordable, like sticker sheets. I'm not going to do sticker sheets until they don't become affordable. And I'll, I don't know, I'll do sprue marks or something. <laughs> so it's silly and pointless that no one cares about. If it helps, Maz, I, I find you a bit of a mystery as well. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, but no, the thing, the other thing is, I think it's worth acknowledging that not everyone collects and what have you in the same way, do they? No. So I'm sure, well, I know that there are a lot of collectors who buy uh, maybe less than pristine vintage and clean them up a bit or whatever. And in that regard, Ripper Labels Toy Hacks is wonderful as well because, you know, you can buy a... Uh, I mean, even just a fresh set of stickers on a slightly worn toy, you know, strip off the old crap stickers and give it a, a, a fresh set and it looks remarkably yeah. much you know such didn't a matt ferguson do that recently he just uh he bought a rodimus prime that was he worn did. stripped yeah. off put on a set of repros and it looked amazing and why yeah. wouldn't you if, if you don't mind about that it's a toy you're going to keep in your collection forever why not right and it's a lot cheaper doing it that way as yeah. well yeah and there are so many like pitfalls with your toys like you say like knackered chrome or broken bits and stuff like that but stickers are the one things that are replaceable and quite mm. easily so it doesn't require if you're happy to go with toy hacks but even the vintage sheets can often be tracked down it's hard but it's not impossible it's not something that ruins the toy flat out it's something that can be fixed quite easily isn't it not like if a part's broken or like you say it's gone yellow or something like that it's, yeah the it's, only the only like real advantage with toy hacks there is that, that you that they obviously do repros for the factory stickers as well whereas yeah. very often if the factory stickers are knackered on a particular toy that's a big you, one you, you've had it you can't get a yeah, vintage yeah. sheet to replace that the, the no. factory stickers are what they are so unless it's like scourge Factory stickers are almost always buggered, but then you find the seller on eBay who's got a print of the factory sticker prototype. Then, oh, you, well. then you're fine. Then you're fine. That's a very normal example. Everybody's yeah. done. Who Perfectly has common that? thing I mean, that could happen. God, like day one in the fandom. Come on, yeah. hello. Yeah. You're you're not hitting people up for for the the prototype of some random sticker sheet from forty <laughs> years ago, and then use it. <laughs> All right, new. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. So if you're not going to do that, yes, toy hacks are absolutely the way to go. <laughs> if you're not that way inclined, yeah. that's hilarious. And why would you be like? Why would you introduce stress and expense into a hobby? Like I can't usually articulate to people very well why I would do it, but yeah, if you just want to have fun and enjoy your hobby, don't let a codger like me tell you not to do that and I never tell people not to do that it's just I, I want to be really clear people say oh you wouldn't approve no 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 it's not about approval it's just I don't do it that way but you see other you people enjoy it you had one of those today didn't you you had someone was like oh Maz would, would hate this or whatever and it yes. was it, I even read it and I was like no he wouldn't he'd no, be fine it's true. with it yeah you looking at people having fun with their toys is not something I disapprove of absolutely I remember <laughs> a couple of years not a couple of years a couple the of decades I remember ago. having fun with toys <laughs> 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 what's that like yeah. <laughs> you know how to not have fun with toys move them or store them <laughs> that's it you yeah. don't want to yeah the opposite of fun I used to know a guy who owned a Goodbye Convoy and Goodbye Megatron gift set and he had taken the vintage poster this incredible poster and he put pins through it and stuck it on his wall 
And I remember thinking, what have you done? You know, what have you, you couldn't you just get a print? What about blue tack? Now you have to put pins through it. But then, and he used to always apply stickers to toys and we'd always be like, he's done it again. You know, he's just taken an unused sample and he puts the stickers on. But now I do it <laughs> and I can see the appeal. It's just, you know, yeah, there's a finite amount of them. And if you care about that, that's fine. But I like to tell myself I'm doing something productive with them. But I have no problem with people doing and it's repros. The experience. I used to do repros. It is the experience. If you yeah. didn't do it, you would never have that experience. And it's, so you'd just be missing out on something that you'd want to do yeah. for the sake of, I don't know, even know why. I think in your case, Maz, you know, you are kind of giving something back a bit as well by photographing them in the way that you do and kind of cataloging them and everything as well. Do you know what I mean? I think it's a, as you sort of alluded to earlier, it's a, it's a, I don't know, it's like a worthy sacrifice or whatever. I think that's a bit too dramatic, but it it's is, not yeah. like you're, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You are, it's an you excuse. are kind of, you are sharing excuse. them as well. Yeah. So it, it is sort of something. And the person who actually suggested this topic as a mini-sode, he did so because he enjoys the act of stickering toys so much. It's actually right. a part of the hobby that he looks forward to and enjoys. And if you don't have that stress of ruining something valuable or something you've spent ages trying to track down a sticker sheet that isn't available on the market, then yeah, I can imagine that would be really fun. It just I guess it'd be like stickering a Lego set. It's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. What, were you, what were you both like? As kids, though, with this, because I hate, I hated it then. Like, you know, that moment when you put one on and you get like a crease in it and you're trying to adjust it and it just keeps getting worse. And even as a kid, I hated that. <laughs> I didn't even remember that it was me who stickered them. I had to sp- oh, really? spoke to my mum about it a while ago and I said, so did you sticker my toys or did my brother do it? And she goes, no, you did them. I was like, I don't recall stickering any of them. I don't really, yeah. to be honest. So yeah. I have seen my boy sticker one or two things. He's, he is quite funny because he's become, uh, really into the Decepticon and Autobot emblems you get from Toy Hacks. You know, you get the free ones, especially. They send you little free, uh, mm. clear ones. And he loves those, uh, because all of his other toys now have to be Autobots and Decepticons. Uh, he actually said to me in the car on the way home today, he was like, Oh, I need some more of your, your stickers. Um, so, you know, cause I'm going to be playing with my Lego and some of them are Decepticons. So, you know, like this. And it's like, it's absolutely hilarious. So lots of other great. stuff has got little logos on them and things. You find them sometimes. They do um, absorb habits from what they see us do with toys. Oh, man. I've seen my daughter now using tweezers to put stickers on her Lego set, and I'm thinking, right. oh, I've done that. What, yeah. what have I done? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the other thing, that actually, I, I, it was about a month or two ago, uh, I can't remember what it was, which character, but we were talking about Transformers, and I think I mentioned, because he often says to me, is that an Autobot or a Decepticon? And whatever it was, I think it was like, oh, it's, he's a Decepticon, but he's, he's a nice Decepticon. And it, this was like brand new blow his mind information. He was like, hang on, what? A nice Decepticon. And it's become a real thing since. Cause I had to explain, well, actually, yeah, cause some Decepticons, you know, are nice and some Autobots are actually not so nice you know and it, it this sort of blurring of the lines thing has been a real revelation for him yeah. so now that you know when we anything that comes up about you know good guys or bad guys or whatever it's often like but are they a good good guy or are they a bad good guy and it's like what have i done why have i introduced this complexity to a you know a near five-year-old that doesn't need it this layer of like uh you know thinking or whatever it's uh, i often think why did i 
broach this topic, but it's off now. That's the thing. So yeah, this just do. leads to a road where he realizes his parents aren't perfect. And that's just right. you nowhere know, <laughs> exactly. back from that. I'm sure he's already realized that. Believe me. Have, have um, you introduced him to sticker books yet? Because I know this is not for really for oh, this discussion, yeah, but, yeah. but this was nothing because I obviously love sticker books as a kid, yeah, but I was. You just get stretching, you're getting them in and the angles like, I like looking through my old uh, Premier League and Euro 96 to court stuff. Yeah, and yeah. even when there's a slight angle, I remember the stress of being like, being able to see you know, the frame, just even the slightest hint of it, be like, ah, afterwards. I think you do go through that as a, as older, when you're older, obviously, he's, he's too young for that. But yeah, you do, you do go through those little stages, don't you? Of like fastidiousness with stuff. But even then, I sometimes wonder if the standards that you remember as a kid yeah. are, as good as they would be if you saw your work now, if that makes sense. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, honestly, like, you look at some of your childhood Transformers, uh, is, the, is the stickering that good? No. no. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, it probably looked really good to you at the time, mm, yeah. but, you know, even when you're, what, 10 or whatever, you're not, you're not going to have the same level of um, focus. No tweezers. And, yeah, exactly. You're not yeah. getting old tweezers out, do you? You're not looking at like box art reference and yeah. whatever else. Yeah, it's just a funny thing because like I always think of like stickers, but they're still going now. But it, it's like associated because all toys when we were kids had stickers, didn't they? And like sticker books were a really massive thing. But but now toys don't come with stickers, but sticker books are back, aren't they? Because they disappeared for a while. Mm. But they've come yeah, back. Yeah, for sure. Well, do you so. remember those compound stickers in the Transformers one where you had like yeah. nine of them to stick together and if you got it misaligned, yeah. it's like now it'd be a problem. But back then I, I look at my old Panini sticker book and yeah, no, they're not perfectly aligned. Yeah. The two foil halves of Inferno aren't yeah. completely aligned. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was always that, but you used to get them as well sometimes where you got them and they were like you're saying about sticker sheets being slightly cut different hmm. and you get one out of a pack and it's one of those sets and it was slightly cut and you had to try yeah, to yeah. overlap it or something like that. But like mm. we had all the remember that the the bubbly sort of stickers you used to get like a of just like a character that you stick on fridges or doors yep. or anything like that. Mm. But I mean, it just feels like such a a thing of a certain time, doesn't it? Stickers like a very nostalgic thing. I think they're definitely back. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say they're kind definitely. of making a comeback, aren't they? A little bit with some new toys as well, mm. like even that uh, Generation Select Cyclonus and stuff at the yeah. moment has got some stickers with it. Uh, there's been a few examples. A couple of masterpiece things have had stickers with yeah. it. They weren't great. The shockwave, the the laser wave, and the Inferno ones. I, I and the ratchet ones. You remember with the red cross that wasn't a red cross, and you had to trim it to make it like the official red cross because they weren't allowed to. Oh yeah, I, I got that way. wrong, and I've, I've just got a say thank you to Becca on Twitter who sent me her like she because she didn't use those ones because I cut the cross wrong and it antagonized me she yeah Mate, she sent me you know, that, I so think I did you. the same I think I messed yeah. up mine and someone sent me the ones they didn't want to use yeah. it's a real thing because you're trying yeah. to I think I remember you doing it and saying oh I've yeah. done that too. Yeah. yeah yeah no it's the same I had the same thing uh, shame on me I don't remember who was kind enough to send them to me but yeah I, I messed up the laser wave ones as well I think just trying to cut them out yeah. right did you have to cut out the laser wave ones I think it just um Man, you got me wondering why I cut it at all now. I'm not I sure. must be I thinking of the ratchet the, ones. I must be yeah, thinking of I don't that. recall the laser wave ones yeah. being cut out. I could be wrong. But it's got to be said that I've never, well, not that I can remember, never enjoyed stickering up a masterpiece toy. Why no. would you? It's not the kind of thing, is it? Well, smokescreen with the toy hack set was great. Okay. That, that was cool. fantastic. Well, you, you got it pre-stickered, didn't you? Or did you not? No, no, no. I sold you the sticker sheet, did I not? Or did I have? Did no, I, put the uh, sticker on? I think you'd done some of the stickers and then I just um, you customized some. the rest of it. Right. Yeah, no, it was past. You're absolutely right. I got it from you. Yeah, you got it from Good me. Good lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, yeah, I had a smoke screen and then I thought, oh, I'm going to cover this in stickers. And then for some reason decided 
that that wasn't what I wanted. <laughs> so, but you were really into it, I remember. Yeah. So I gave it to you. With but I think there was at least half the sticker sheet unapplied. Um, still, yeah, so. it was good. I did the uh, the wheeljack as well, the masterpiece wheeljack with the ocean labels. Oh, yeah. Were they official? Were they not official? I can never tell. No, they weren't. Were they? I think they were. Were they not? Oh no, the ocean ones, the official ones. Yeah, ocean were. Yeah, ocean. I think were. Oh I no, they were. I can't. Tell, I couldn't tell you. Was the ocean one? Was this not the one where people thought they were, and then it turned out they weren't? It came in a packet some... that said Transformers on it yeah. with the logo and everything. It came out in Asia, and that's where we got them. Yeah, because there was some I think that came out that were marketed and they looked official, and then it was discovered a while later they weren't, or there was some controversy around it. So maybe they were. No, I'm wondering yeah. now. I yeah. I thought the ocean decals were yeah. official. I got to maybe, tell you, maybe they were because I remember there were a few kits for exhaust, but they weren't official. But I, mm-hmm. I'm right. sure it was the ocean ones where there was some. Debate on whether they were official or not. I think you're right. Yeah, but they. But I still don't official. know to this day. They look yeah. great. I remember doing up Wheeljack with all the racing stickers, and it looked divine. Really, really great, and I really enjoyed doing that. Official or not, ocean decals generally are really good, actually, and uh, I really liked uh, uh, once upon a time doing some of their dry rub uh, logos for like third party figures and things like that. Yeah, you know, for you did hounds, didn't you? I remember doing it in the pub. I remember sitting yeah, there. Yeah, you did in it for there. my gum dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a, yes. a bloody middle um, central London pub, sitting there doing a dry rub decal for your gun dog. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was fun. That no was pressure. Fun. <laughs> no. I remember getting kit to uh, coat the chrome on my MP28 as well. On your, yeah, your hot Do you just take your toys well. to the pub to get other people to sort them out for you? Is this like, while you're He's sat in a corner drinking beer? It's like, yeah, I've broken it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This is El Plan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, indeed. Back in the days of pubs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the dry rub ones and stuff, it was good. The only thing with those is that they are essentially permanent, short of like scratching them off. Not permanent, permanent, but like they're total pain to remove if you've got it wrong or whatever. So there's a slight bit of pressure there. Uh, and then you get water slides that they do and stuff as well, but sort of the same thing. So, um, but they are worth a look for people that I did. I do think that they've got that kind of, um, like they look a, a little bit less like stickers once yeah, they're on, yeah. uh, which is good. Um, so if you're into that, then that's definitely an option. You're not going to um, get peeling corners. No, exactly. So, and if you, if it's a toy that you're definitely going to hang on to and you know exactly where you want the emblem and stuff like that, then it's, it's definitely a good option. But, uh, I got to say though, generally these days, I'm pretty crap at putting emblems on a lot of my third party stuff. I just don't get around mm. to it. So I, I never did either, but I'm looking at that Meg Tirano from Fans Hobby, and he really needs the Decepticon stickers on those shoulders. It's just a yeah. big old plain space, and I don't know which ones to get. Like which one would be the perfect one to use? But that's definitely one I, I would love to stick around. Probably just one of the standard Toy Hacks emblems. Honestly, they're really good. Even the the free ones that you get are, are great. Actually, just like clear black little free sets that you get of emblems and stuff. They're really really good. And uh, I do. It's funny actually talking about third party because it is worth mentioning just briefly because I'm just actually looking in uh, of the few toys, handful of toys that I've got unpacked at the moment, uh, having moved. Uh, one is Scoria, Fans Toys Scoria. Mm. And it's a good example because it's got what I don't like, which is the little molded uh, plastic or whatever yeah. um, space for in the shape of the decal it's the wrong size. Is it the wrong size? It's for every decal out there. It's the wrong size, or it doesn't fit <laughs> the emblem perfectly, or whatever. It yeah. drives me potty. Honestly, I'm like, why you have had you done one this? job? Yeah. Just, <laughs> just leave a leave smooth space. 
Just leave yeah. it blank. A smooth space is fine. I can put the decal on myself. You know, you were just saying it's one of the few toys you've unpacked. I, I picture your collection being moved like that massive container ship that blocked the Suez Canal. Is that kind of what's going on? <laughs> was it the Evergreen or the Forever Green? I can't remember what it was called. It definitely was not like that. I could tell you. It was a, a, a lot of very small boxes, actually, I think. It was, was probably more. Come on, Six, uh, unblock the Suez already. Well, maybe later, eh? <laughs> He'll do a dry rub later. Right, exactly. <laughs> Thank you very much. Getting out the power glide again, are we? Definitely more on that later. <laughs> yes. Don't start on the old power glide again, otherwise we'll be here all night, honestly. Uh, but yeah, no, it does bother me, those little third-party nubs or whatever that they kind of give you. I think it's so silly. Um, just leave a leave a blank space. But also, speaking of Masterpiece, I loved that Tiger Track came with the choice. You could yeah. put on the sticker or not. And I'm looking at Crosscut thinking, that is an awfully big Autobot logo on the hood of a toy, which is a Diaclone um, homage. I would love if that was a choice because that's the one thing I don't like about Masterpiece Crosscut is that big They've, they've moved away from that now totally. They don't do that anymore um, for sure. So, which I wonder why because it was a cool option but mm. I guess they've just kind of moved into this arena of them all being sentient Transformers characters now as opposed to Didn't you know, anything else. G2 Sideswipe comic stickers as well. Yep, he did. did. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I, I, I never applied mine and I always so regret that. Yeah. Loud pedal. Yeah. I mean, that was wonderful because you could actually apply Road Rage's stickers and Road Rage was like the cheapest masterpiece going for a while there. I remember I got an extra one and got the sticker sheet and put it on loud pedal to make it look like a proper diaclone. And that was brilliant fun. Again, a bit stressful getting it all lined up on the tracks hood because it's split in half. But yeah, it's a shame oh, yeah. if they don't do stuff like that anymore. Little Ds on the wings yep. and things like that, Absolutely right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. That's cool. Great sticker sheet. So I actually have two masterpiece g2 sideswipes i have one stickered up and one not i just wish i would it would be perfect if you could get like another red alert head um and and change the head because he's got the the derek yanniger head Mm -hmm. and i just wish that there was like a a g2 toy styled you know like a like a normal head as it were not a yanniger head because it would be perfect because in car mode it looks amazing with the stickers on honestly those, those green stickers on that original toy and on that they make such a difference they just set that whole thing off because like yeah. the black and red uh contash is beautiful anyway but with those green stickers it just takes it to a it makes it a different thing you know because whereas the lamborghini contash is such an iconic car anyway but you've already got sideswipe all these that do a perfect job of looking like yeah, a real car yeah, yeah. the g2 one version wins so much because it's just covered in those green letters it's beautiful crazy it, it's funny with the masterpiece because actually it looks nice both ways and yeah. that's kind of in the end why i opted to have two because i was like i just couldn't couldn't decide i was like i really want to see it with the stickers but i don't want to lose the how cool you know the the plain one is as well which i guess kind of brings us on to i mean we mentioned uh ghost starscream earlier but like toys that you wouldn't sticker for example because right. i definitely have a few yes clear hot rod is another one i wouldn't do uh yeah shining magnus uh, would you stick at the cab or you wouldn't stick at any of it? None of it. Oh, uh, really? I don't, I don't know about the cab, actually, maybe. Well, especially because those shoulder stickers on the cab, like we were talking about earlier, they've got right. those studs. It'd just be a bit of a disaster. And then you'd have to recut the ones for the legs as well. No, just no. I'm <laughs> just not, not doing, doing it. No, never not again. Not doing it. That's it. No. Uh, yeah, black hot rod for me. G. Watton, black hot yeah, rod. Yeah, because it comes with the chest sticker, doesn't it? It comes with an yeah. actual sticker sheet version of the chest sticker yeah but it just looks so nice without the stickers on yeah. uh, that's one actually that i do i do i'm an r on because sometimes i see a picture with the stickers and i think oh that looks pretty good actually. that's one like to get I, an extra copy yeah. of 
Yeah. Do it with. Well, it's not an easy one to necessarily get an extra copy of, but. No. What's the other one I was thinking of recently as well? Uh, a Black Tracks is another one for me that I wouldn't sticker. I stickered mine up. Yeah, looks you did, amazing. You? I'm not mm. joking. It looks amazing. And I remember even Paul Hitchens was saying to me, I wasn't in favor of you doing that, but I've seen the pictures now and it looks incredible. It just, it's so beautiful with the stickers applied. I would thoroughly recommend it. Although that is not a toy that can now be replaced. If well, you don't that's get the it thing. Right. That's the thing, isn't it? I mean, maybe in that case, it's almost worth putting on a set of repros, you know, and just keeping the sticker sheet as such. Um, I mean, that is actually, to be fair, that is what I did with my Star Saber. Um, well, I mean, the sticker it, sheet for that is the same as the regular reissue track sticker Which sheet. is true. I no guess you could always just replace the sticker sheet. Yeah. So, um, But yeah, you could take the stickers off. But I did do that with my Star Saber as well, which I'm sure some people would think is you know a bit controversial. But it, it was the fact that I got my Star Saber with an unused sticker sheet and it was pristine. Mm-hmm. And it just, to me, seemed like this is not a regular thing. This in this case, that toy, that stick, that sticker sheet, that clean sticker sheet is kind of a thing of its own, and it just—I mm. didn't want to destroy that, so it just seemed to me to be a good choice in that case to put repros on the yeah, toy yeah. and keep that. the sticker sheet, and that's what I've done. Can't so. be that many unused Star Saber sticker sheets out there now. I, I just—I I thought about it. I remember thinking about it, and just—it just seemed like a really bad choice to take the stickers off that particular sheet. It just mm. felt like, as you say, there can't be that many out there, and um, it would be a shame. And as as it happens, the stickers look amazing. So, uh, you know, good job from Toy Hacks, and I'm happy. At the same time, I have bought Hasbro sticker sheets loose with the intent purpose of stickering up a vintage toy that I have, which needs improvements. Like Trigger Happy, for example. I have a lovely Trigger Happy, but the stickers are all messed up. There's even sellotape on them. But (laughs) I got the sticker sheet finally. It took me seven years to find it unused, and now I find myself thinking, I don't think I want to apply them. What if this trigger happy yellows like the last one did? Uh, no, right. mine, mine applied- went a really horrible yellow that toy did. Yeah, and so I'm it. thinking, actually, you know what? I'm just going to not. And I've got two slug slinger sticker sheets because I ended up in the same boat with that one. And I was like, I'm going to use it on this new slug slinger I brought with the perfect um, boob chrome. And then it turns up, and the feet, one half of it is yellowed, and the other half is. And I'm thinking, well, this isn't the. This isn't my forever slug slinger. So I'm going to wait with the sticker sheets. None of them are, are they? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's a myth, mate. The forever slug slinger is like... Yours is perfect, isn't it? Well, you know, what can I say? Same thing you always say. (laughs) What do I always say? Something Kermit-y. (laughs) (laughs) I just got lucky with that one. I don't know. What can I tell you? That's what he always says. That's the oh, thing that's he says. That's actually, that's actually right. That's, that is I was his... at some guy's house. <laughs> actually, <laughs> on a country slug lane. A slug slinger I got from a bloke that I got chatting with on eBay. I think I... Classic Zigzo. Yeah. yeah, I think he was the I think it was the same guy that I got swoop off. I can't remember. Lovely guy, like really nice guy. He's on TFW. <laughs> you met and, his dad uh, as well, didn't you? His dad was great too. No, 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 no. I feel like we hear this story all of mm. the time from Sixo with yeah. every toy he buys from every person he meets. He's like, Oh, he's a lovely guy. And then I was buying this <laughs> other thing and he was like, I'm just gonna throw in this other thing for What about the dude who's pain? painting his house the other day? Yeah. He's painting his house and then turns up and goes, Are you Sixo? Oh, I couldn't believe that. Honestly, it was hilarious. It was like, he wants to see Unicron now. I haven't unpacked it yet, but it's <laughs> I was waiting for the punchline of that story to be, and oh, the other day in my loft, I found this vintage toy my dad bought me from Japan, and it was, it's like a mint in box black Zarek or something. Do you want yeah. it for £20? Or? Yes. 
just for a signed photo. I do, yeah. I do find with vin- with vintage collecting, it always pays to ask people. You know, like even if it's on eBay, to just say to people, what else got, have anything, got? got anything else? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and like, right. and sometimes they do. Sometimes mm. they're like, yeah, actually, like if it's something that you're buying, you're buying something that's like incredibly well priced and amazing quality. Just ask. And then sometimes they're like, yeah, I've got a box slug slinger, mate. It's like a tenner. And uh, it wasn't, but you know, it's like that. <laughs> it was 11. It was 11 yeah, exactly. That yeah. goes the other way for me. Like that other week when I was trying to buy that red alert and I asked, inquired about it. And then the next thing I got from the message from the guy saying he put the price up by 10 pounds. Because <laughs> 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 the exact opposite way for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, can I just have some more pictures? He's like, oh yeah, I've put the price up now. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, coming back to there was one thing I wanted to mention. Coming back to this thing of modern toys or yeah. kind of more modern toys and stickers, because I think there's some more stuff to kind of cover there a little bit, isn't there? Because we've sort of established that, you know, obviously Masterpiece, yes, has kind of gone down that road at times. Uh, there have been obviously other more mainline toys that have done it as well, uh, which I have not enjoyed pretty categorically fair to say there, there was like a mini resurgence when the, the masterpiece toys were doing it because they were doing it with titan's return and stuff like that as well weren't they they were bringing back stickers yeah. power of the primes as well yeah but it was a mixed bag because the stickers were of terrible quality but they were saying oh we bought them back for nostalgic reasons but they'd already applied them so you you weren't getting on some of the toys they were already coming that way or they were peeling off but they were that horrible thin foil the foil ones oh. yeah the one the one i really did not enjoy was uh, Predaking, Power oh. of the Primes Predaking. It was just, I mean, they look great when they're on. But Those wing stickers. Yeah, they uh, refuse yeah. to stick down properly, like around the edges. They don't fit exactly right. Like they're a little bit too large in places, so they obviously kind of curl. And they rip as well, yeah. like even taking them off the sheet. And I was just a bit disappointed with that. What was Titan's Return Trip? Yeah, I was just going to Titan's Return Triptychon. What was that like? This was an absolute hellscape because it, oh my god, those stickers! But they're all thin anyway. But there are some on the legs, and they are almost like lightning bolts. But they they're really long and they're really thin, so they kind of go like that shape. But you have to fit them into like quite a deep groove, and obviously they're thin, so they start rolling up and pitch straight mm-hmm. away, and they crease because you get them in, and they're just so thin. And it was horrible, absolutely horrible, really stressful, horrible experience just reminded me of another tool i used for stickering to avoid that and that's a q-tip like once you put one end of the sticker down sometimes releasing it from the tweezers just moves it a little bit out of place and you sort of use the q-tip to hold the end of it down and then release it with the god we're sad (laughs) but this this is such a problem is it sometimes when you're putting the sticker down it looks like it's in place and suddenly you notice it's like it starts angling away from where you just just stop now shouldn't we yeah Yeah. that is kind of that's the absolute zenith isn't it of this conversation just (laughs) oh i also use a q-tip all right you guys made fun of my makeup brush and now you're brandishing your own makeup brushes and informing other people on social media that you use makeup brushes Mate, I use a Q-tip too. I'm not yeah. in any position to, <laughs> to criticise what am I going to say. I agree, it's a pretty essential bit. I'm brandishing my make- makeup brush right now as well. You have been wafting that about a lot tonight. I'm enjoying that. Yeah, exactly. I'm just gesturing with it. Do you know what I mean? I like to keep it nearby in case <laughs> there's any dust. You said waft. Isn't it waft? Well, it's a bit like patron or patron, isn't it? I don't well, know. You said something the other day. You said, waf- you said wafer thin. Isn't it wafer thin? It's wafer thin, yeah. Is this like rough and roof? <laughs> wafer thin is a particular reference to a comedy sketch. I see. You did. Yeah. Oh no, I'm definitely in the wafer camp. Bit of those pink panther wafers. Is it from Phone Shop? 
<laughs> no, it's not Bone Shop. No, it's it's the old Mr. Creosote sketch, the old uh, wafer thin biscuit or whatever. Not seen that? No. I'll I'll send you a link. You're in for a treat. Fantastic. We're talking about stickering from the collector perspective, being kids, nostalgia, all of that. But what do you guys think going forward for the future? Because we've seen Hasbro, we just talked about them, and Takara have tried to bring it back, but then they've moved away from it again. And we've seen it in reissues, some not quite so good. And I just wonder, do you think it's something we are likely to see make a real comeback in the future? Do you think there's, or is it just going to be a collectory thing? I can't see it on mainline toys as um as a standard thing anymore. No. But definitely like yeah. Generation Select, that's a that's a good forum for it. So you think very collector targeted then? I think so. I think it's very associated with collector maintenance and, and doing it perfectly because history has shown that it's just one more active way for you to screw up your toy. <laughs> so there are so many examples, so many specimens that, you know, sometimes the stickers are off-putting yeah. uh, and that now they're painted or tampoed or just optional. So I don't see it for mainline toys. I see it as a as a novelty thing for collector aim product, as far as Transformers is concerned. But with Lego, it's just loads of Lego sets have stickers. Yeah, which I find weird on on yeah. Lego, but I guess it is what it is. But yeah, I kind of agree with you. I think, to be honest, even for collector stuff, I think there's not as much appetite for it right. as there once was. I mean, one thing we haven't talked about, but you know, there's, there's even been reissues, Trypticon again as one example. And Piranacon with the stickers pre-applied, which actually they were a bit crap. They don't look so good on Piranacon, you know, but that's by the by. But I think, um, you are, you know, as you just said then, if, if you've got reissues with, uh, before, yeah, if you get reissues with tampos, that's preferential. So I think, um, I think ultimately the appetite for it is not, is not there necessarily, is it? Let's be fair. So if you got a Soundwave reissue in the future and they tampoed those stickers on, as the speakers or as the battery, would you be happy either way? Or would you then have thought to yourself, I would have wanted to make that choice about whether I go micro change accurate or Transformers Hasbro accurate? I'd be happy either way, to be completely okay. honest. Like it, it's one of those where if I'm presented, it's like what you were saying earlier, Lim, like if I'm presented with the choice, then I, I you know, I have to think about it and whatever. But if the choice is made for me, yeah, whatever. I mean, his breakfast choice is a perfect example of that, aren't they? <laughs> Indeed. Made, made by the child within me. But uh, definitely with Soundwave, because the experience of, re- of stickering that reissue was so awful. Like, even now, like the, um, you know, the wrist stickers, mm. they just, they constantly peel. Every time I look at them, it's come back off slightly. And it's, that's yeah. more to do with the quality of the stuff that they offer these days, isn't it? But, uh, but, uh, but I think that's what we... I think that comes down to it a little bit is um, I think what you're saying about the appetite is slightly gone and I think a lot of that is the negative experience of when they bought it back mm. I think yeah. it it opened people's eyes to something different they're like oh maybe I'm not as into this and it brought forth a lot of problems and I think that's kind of where that's gone whereas I think if all reissues were done in the way that you, you mentioned the MicroMaster 6 combiners earlier mm. you know those versus the vintage specimens and how nice those reissues yeah. look with no sticker application to be done whatsoever if all reissues were done like that nobody would be complaining it's mad to think of MicroMasters that have sticker sheets isn't it but they did That's, yeah they, they did MicroMaster sticker yeah. sheets for those things but then you just pick up a G1 Seacon or a TriggerBot or a TriggerCon and you put the stickers on that, very, very small sticker sheet, good quality stickers, and you think to yourself, look how much that brings to the toy. 
how wonderful is that final result? I did Windsweeper a couple of years ago and it's just wonderful with the stickers on. Just wonderful. And you think, well, maybe there is something to it. A lot of it is down to the quality and the number of stickers that you're given. Very true. I will say there have been other MicroMasters. Uh, Skystalker is one. Even the little MicroMaster dude himself. That's true, yeah. Some of the, some of the bases and things. Not the main sets, the, the patrols and things, but, uh, They're some all like of the bases. Airwave, Hothouse, these kind of things. Yeah, they, they, uh, Ground Shaker, they typically have little stickers on them. Yeah, Ironworks has a sticker. Sh- sh- of course it does, yeah. Yeah, it's a funny old, funny old one. The ones that always catch me out are the uh, the throttle butts. I never expected the you know the windscreens to be stickers on some of them. Yeah, I thought well, they were going to be painted, and then some of them are stickers, aren't they? And it's like oh yeah, and, and Rollbar has some of the most unique stickers of all because yeah, he's the got the, the little uh, yeah the mountains or whatever the the reflection, which is really cool. What about Sandstorm with an actual person in the window yeah, sticker? That's mad. That one. That is, is that the only one. is that the only G one toy like that that's got like a person stuck on it? I struggle to think of another one. Yeah. But that really surprised me when I got Sandstorm in hand not so long ago. I did not know that until you guys very graciously sent me that toy, which was amazing. But that was the first time I'd ever seen it. And I've seen loads of pictures of that toy. And I'd never noticed that until I was actually had it in my hand. I was like, oh my God, that there. Fantastic. It's easy to miss. It's yeah. easy to miss. Is yeah, that not sure. another pro for stickers that they, if you do it right, it brings something to the toy that just straight up paint and colored plastic will never do. But it adds so much detail, doesn't it? It's like a lot of that thing like where you see, because we're so used to, tune accuracy mm-hmm. and when you see sometimes it's it's cool but like when you see the stickered versions and all the details that have been lost going to the cartoon version of the toys and you're like oh man i just wish some of that would have been more over they mm-hmm. do add so much character and just yeah depth of these toys i think we're hilarious man because we've been sat here all night yeah. talking about all the crap things about stickers you know they peel off they fall <laughs> off they're a pain in the ass to do and something else you got to get all this kit and whatever else and now in the nth hour yeah. we're like oh it's so nice it's such a process <laughs> you know all of Mate, this i can't wait to sticker up that broadside i'm looking right, forward exactly to exactly have fun with it honestly and it, it can be fun can't and fort it? max one day that do it. Is gonna get do it. I loved it. What an experience. Yeah. And I, I, I still have a couple of photos of when I did Fort Max. And honestly, I could say it was a very enjoyable evening, a memorable evening. Uh, sad as that sounds. <laughs> uh, but it was. And the reward, man, the wow moment when it's done. It, it is it is very emblematic of any hobby, though, isn't it? You spend a lot of time so focused on it and moaning about stuff. And then it, when it comes down to it at the end, you go, oh, but that, I love this thing about it. I love this. Mm. Like this. Everything you hate, or not hate, but everything you moan about, suddenly just you like it in some way or it's inconsequential. So what we're saying then is that like stickering is almost like a bit of a necessary evil. I mean, not yeah. evil, but it's like it's something that can be pretty arduous but we love it all the same it would be great if we didn't have these uh standards that it had to be perfect if it was just about sticker it if it goes a bit wonky it doesn't matter it wouldn't it wouldn't even be stressful it would just be fun slap it on mate yeah Mm. well with that said we should uh we should wrap up the old discussion and move on and uh of course it's time to talk about our patreon isn't it maz right so patreon.com forward slash triple takeover Currently still four tiers, everything from Apologetic Ramp just to tell us you love us. You you get a nice thank you message from us there to Man in Pig where you get early access to episodes. You can vote in episode polls. Then there's the Rats and Cats level where you can ask questions and we will answer them on a pod. Got one coming up for you in just a moment. And of course, there's the Sixos Butler, which is currently our premium tier. 
And that makes up the vast majority of our patrons must say. So obviously people like extra content and that's what we can provide at Sixos Butler. You can commission mini-sodes and these are like 20 to 40 minute exclusive episodes, a little bit shorter than the main ones. And uh, you get to choose the topic from a list that we give you or someone might come up with, with something fantastic like Red Tracks, which we added to the list very recently and that was absolutely one we're looking forward to. So loads of benefits. We think it's great value and actually we're going to be doing a little bit of a rejig of these soon and we think that's going to introduce even more value and we're going to offer more content and another tier as well. So keep your eyes on that. That's patreon.com forward slash triple takeover. So like we said, you get the opportunity to ask a question and that's both for Rats and Cats and Sixos Butler. So if you are a Butler or a Rats and Cats level member and you haven't submitted a question yet, just pop onto Patreon, go into your DMs and send us the question you'd like us to answer. Today, we're going to answer a question from Chuck Pierce and he says... Hi there, Sixo, Liam and Maz. First off, thank you so much for the work you do on this podcast. It's something that really brightens an otherwise dreary workday every time an episode is released. I guess my question is a simple one, but one that I don't think has really been covered in the podcast. Though if I have, though if it has, I apologize. In general, are you Team Autobot or Team Decepticon? Good Ooh. guys or bad guys? Which do you find yourself flocking to more? Thanks for your time and keep on rolling out. Um, no word of a lie. As well as the discussion about good, good guys and bad, bad guys and whatever. I got asked this by my son today. What did you say? Autobot. All the way. He told me he thought I was a Decepticon. So <laughs> what does that tell you? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, I, I've always been Team Autobot. I was as a kid. am as an adult. Just generally. I don't know. It's uh, always thought that they had the best toys. I think cars always appealed more than jets and stuff like that. That's one thing. But there's just something about... The kind of this is going to sound so sad, but like the moral code and all of that, it just always struck me as like a something that I kind of maybe identified with a little bit more. That's just me. I was always Team Autobot as well. Uh, nothing as deep as that. More just I like the colours. They're all brightly right. coloured, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they are. Yeah, yeah, to be fair. And the little face looks like a the little Autobot face looks like a little old man for some reason, and I've always been quite fond of that. <laughs> it does look like a little old man. <laughs> but it looks like it's he's supposed scowling to be as Blue well. Streak's face. <laughs> Old man blue streak. <laughs> and the Decepticon one is Soundwave's face. But I was, I think on the whole, I am also Team Autobot. But I did find uh, that the best Decepticons for me were better than the best Autobots. Like I yeah. just gravitated towards Starscream and Cyclonus for years. And I, I like the emblem better. But these days, if I was going to stick a sticker on something, it'd be an Autobot sticker probably. That that really surprised me because like, I always associate you with the Decepticon toys. Like, I do. Yeah, like Starscream, you know, the, all the ones you've stickered and stuff like that. Or Scourge, mm-hmm. Trigger Happy, yeah. all of these stuff. Cyclonus. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's, you know, what about Sunstreaker, man? And Smokescreen and Mirage. Mm. These guys can't look man, past yeah. those. You are the real life counterpunch, you know. You're there with, hanging out with all your Decepticon <laughs> yeah. toys, but secretly he's an Autobot and then he. And my ruined <laughs> thigh sticker. <laughs> yeah. I often think of you more in the kind of Decepticon camp as well. Because uh, you're a c- <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And this coming Oof. from the guy whose own kid tried to get him arrested. And we wonder why he thought you were a Decepticon. <laughs> he did try to get me arrested, yeah. yeah. Indeed. Still Indeed. the funniest kid story of all time. Absolute classic. I tell, I I tell not, everyone that one of yeah, hanging I'm out the window tired saying, to help me. me. It's like, the funniest. Don't, honestly. You've got no idea what I have to put up with. He's hilarious. I laugh now, but this is my future, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> oh, literally, yeah, yeah, he is the same as your son. By the your your little man is just boy, as yeah. active as mine. I can see it going that way. It's hilarious. Have fun with it. Yep. 
Okay, and speaking of patrons, uh, one of the other Sixos Butler's perks is that we will give you a shout out on the show. And so I'd like to do that rundown of the largest number of Sixos Butlers we've ever had. So <laughs> get ready. A big thank you to Nick, Danny Roberts, Andy, Preston, Chris, Spiderfather, Adam Shoemaker, Zachary Blader, Matt, Stephen Perkins, Bad Saturday, Justin Massaro, Dave Dalrymple, Absurd, Geo Kaiser, Yusufer, John Pearl, Cliff Cyrus, Troisef, Anthony Cars, Alec Mir, Captain R.A., Phil G., Jacques Pelletier, Alicia, aka Alicia Tron, Rotostorm, Stuart Webb, Amar, Laserbeak, Puma the Hunter, Vegemite Mike, Peter Hammerson, Shenry, Chris Norris, Jesse Moreno, Jackson Arwood, Yip, MK Tronic, Nexus, Gemowin, Aaron Swoboda, TF Starfire, Billy Gator, Andy Gold, Jake Hoberg, Simon Elvin, Deep Breath, Joshuals, David Nabby, Misha Kidd, Michael Cagle, Cracktastic Plastic, Danvastator, Jeffrey Freig, and some new ones, Nice Sideburns Andy, Chuck Pierce, Inbound Lee, John Wood, Kyla Wilmoth, Tim Banerjee, Campbell, Harold the Barrel, and the Mapes Brothers, who you might recognise. What a list. Uh, Harold the Barrel, does he have any other names at all? Why don't you ask him? Why don't you ask him and then tell us all? You know what? When he told me what he suggested that we call him, it just felt like a moment out of The Simpsons and I felt like Mo the bartender. I was going to read that out loud and everyone else was going to cackle because I hadn't realised what he'd put for his first choice. Oh, man. It was the fact that in our little messenger thread, you were just like, what's wrong with it? And I was like, read (laughs) it out loud. (laughs) Just read it out loud and see if you want to say that on the pod every time. But uh, he did suggest another name, so it's fine. Yeah. I love how long that list is getting. It's like the uh, world's mad. best school. Re- it's like the world's best school register, isn't it? Fantastic support there. We we greatly appreciate it as always. Yeah. Cheers, dudes. Yeah, and a, and a little shout out to our historic butlers who had been there from the start or have contributed for a very very large period of time uh, since we started. So that's Dean Watts, Mike S, Jonathan Foss, Logic Howard, Brian Fox, Chris C one three seven, and Billy Ho. Thank you so much for all the support you've given us throughout the time that we've been live, and uh, we look forward to having you back one day. Your ability to read names out like this, man. Billy Joel has nothing on you at all, man. (laughs) Indeed. Could you please put, we didn't start the fire when I'm reading that list? (laughs) We've already done that. We've done that one. Yeah, we've done that one. Did we? Yeah. Yeah. You need to listen back to the episodes, man. What can I tell you? I don't know. Do we do cutlery on Redbubble? I don't know. Right, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Well, what we do have is a sponsor, which is tsource.com. So we should mention them again. Thank you very much for sponsoring the pod. We really appreciate it. Do check them out for all your Transformers, third-party diaclone needs, and whatever else at tsource.com. And we do obviously have the Redbubble store where we sell lots of Triple Takeover branded <laughs> merchandise. You sure about that? We do. Definitely. Not cutlery, apparently. but uh... <laughs> Croissants, maybe. Yeah, croissants. Yeah. <laughs> uh... But you can find that at rebel.com forward slash people forward slash triple takeover forward slash explore. And the perfect place to wear one of these triple takeover t-shirts would be at TF Nation when we do our live show. That's right. A big thank you to TF Nation for inviting us along on the Friday at 1700. We will be uh, doing a live show. So please join us, get your Friday tickets and... um yeah, I mean, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah, indeed. I'm really looking forward to it, honestly. I remember very fondly the panel that uh, you and I did a couple of years ago, Maz. That was great. And, uh, it was really good fun. And uh, this uh, should be quite a laugh. I enjoyed uh, that. Even I enjoyed that when I was there. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Physically, at least. <laughs> I, I, was, I was very hungover at the back. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that as well. But don't be hungover for this one, please. <laughs> I'm definitely avoiding the drink pre this thing. But, uh, yeah, indeed. It's, I think that it's might so be wise for all of us. It's like, you know, 
we get to dance, you know, sing, all these exciting things. Yeah, we're, we're going to, that's when we'll <laughs> debut our live show, isn't it? Of course. So, when, yeah. When's the matinee? That's... It, it, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It should be good fun. If you want to find out uh, more about us at TF Nation, or you just want to follow us on social media, you can find us at triple underscore takeover on Instagram and Twitter, and at triple takeover, all one word, on Facebook. Guys, where can they find you, Bev? I am at TF Square One on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And I am at 6OTF on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Patreon. I'm at Toybox Oatbox. Anyway, there's an at. So that's the end of our session on stickering, meaning it's time for us to peel off into the night with every spot sufficiently covered. Have a good one, everyone. This was an absolute hellscape.